Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Hey, welcome back, everyone, <laughs> to another great episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. The I can't hold it in. <laughs> nice start. Take <laughs> <Me> two. <laughs> Liz, all of a sudden, Liz is like, "I'm hungry." <laughs> I am. <laughs> I know. We heard it. <laughs> so I was holding that laugh, and I'm like, "I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm gonna bust." <laughs> This is the Elder Scrolls Gameplay and News Podcast, and we are a Quest Gaming Network production. Available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and QuestGamingNetwork.com. Today's record date is Middos, the 10th of Second Seed, and I am your host and fellow Tamrielic Traveler, and he kind of liked it, and he finally put a ring on it. Evarwin! Yay! <laughs> Why is it always Liz that's... that... that it's a habit praises me uh you know like well not praises but like says you know yay you're here and no one else does because i feel like that too long (laughs) yay um i like it anyway it's great being back hello folks and uh of course uh i am joined by uh the only person on this uh, on this cast that actually likes me uh, who, oh. <laughs> we knew it was time to start the show by listening to the barking of the hounds, awakening the fairies in the evening so that they may begin their nocturnal dance. Queen of the Umalot, the one and only Liz, Mistress LeBeau. Yay! 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 How you doing, Liz? I, 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 I'm good. You guys said something right before the show, and then I'm like, I saw a meme for that, and now I have to look for it, and I'm trying to stop myself. Oh, wait, what What was that? Uh, something about tissues and socks, and I'm not going to say it. Was I here for that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this gentleman right here, able to dispatch annoying trolls with a single tweet, Rob Rage <laughs> Philosophy. Yeah, get back under that bridge, you bastard. <laughs> I know, Rob. Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Although I think that title goes to uh, QGN member Wicked Wolf. Oh uh, my God, he yeah. is he is savage with the trolls. It's hilarious. Slayer of the trolls. He, he is the slayer of the trolls. So I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna do a shout out to uh, to Wicked Wolf for, uh, for for the epic slaying of the uh, of the trolls on the Twitter. It is yeah. Weaves a a, a a tapestry of uh, <laughs> a tapestry of troll responses. 
<laughs> it, to it this day, it's still hanging in a cloud over Lake Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> well, from from what we've been seeing out there in regards to the PTS, a little slow, uh, a little soul soul training, yeah, a little troll slaying maybe maybe required. <laughs> I promise you guys, I can I can speak. <laughs> I'll tell you when I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> well. Despite the fact that this man's a scientist, this man usually, uh, this man casually talks about magical fairies, the one, the only, Mike, the Tamrielic historian. <laughs> so this is what happens when we're on TeamSpeak and we're talking about TV shows and they're not Elder Scroll related. And, you know, Valen's in there and he's like, what do you think about this show? And I'm like, I really think it's kind of sucking the way it's going. And <laughs> that Varwin just happens to be popping in just as we're talking about the Black Fairy and how it should be Tinkerbell. And he's like laughing maniacally because he doesn't <laughs> understand what the hell's going on. <laughs> I just loved hearing the word fairy like come out of your mouth like multiple times. In, in... <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and you're, right. he's, he's talking about like these tiny little, little, you know, creatures with wings. He's in, and he's a scientist. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's a good thing that, you know, Professor Tolkien isn't around to hear you talk about that with the little wings and, you know, these little people because yeah. he was very adamant that the the diminutive fairy was not the proper use of the term fairy. Oh, really? Yes. And what the, was it? The elves, he believed that, you know, the, the what we now know of as Tolkienian elves were what fairies actually were and that the Disneyfication or diminutive fairy that Tinkerbell became popular is actually an atrocity. Ooh. They used to steal children, at least in old folklore. 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 Um, I'll tell you what I've had enough. Yeah, look, I've been listening to a lot of, of, of podcasts about this kind of stuff. And yeah, most of them, uh, they would just steal children. And that was the reason why like kids died and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what the entire conversation about the Black Fairy and Tinkerbell that Varwin walked into as to when we were talking about uh, <laughs> Once Upon a Time and its possible final season here. <laughs> God. <laughs> I don't know if our Elder Scrolls podcast podcast can get any further off the rails, but <laughs> fantasy realm. If, Elder Scrolls off the rails, yeah, pretty much. But uh, I I I kind of love it. And and speaking of things I love, uh, this this gentleman right here is good enough to have back on the show, Zephin. I made it. You made it back. <laughs> How you doing, Zeph? I don't even know anymore. That, yeah, okay, I'll figure it out one of these days. Zephan and I, uh, we've got a uh, we've got a show later on tonight. Uh, late late night Elder Scrolls that we're going to be streaming uh, pretty much right after I put this this episode out. So, um, get all get yourself caffeinated because we're playing some Skyrim later. Um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. We're gonna have a little fun with some Skyrim later. Uh, which I'll be nice. talking a little bit about later on in the show. But anyway, uh, Mark couldn't be here again. Uh, he told me that he's not going to be able to be on this episode and uh, next week for Classic as well. So uh, we're hoping that we'll we'll get a chance to, um, to see him in, in maybe three weeks, but we're not too sure. So, Mark, if you're out there, we miss you. Come back soon, please. All right, um, we're gonna we're gonna run right through these uh, these sponsors, uh, starting with our awesome Patreon supporters, uh, all of us, uh, all of you guys who support us on on Patreon. Thank you so much for for doing so. Uh, you help us keep the lights on for sure, and of course our iTunes five star reviewers. 
from the United States, we've got Warmonger17, Pistol, Packing, Panda, and Chi-Chi03. That's cute. Yeah, Chi-Chi. Um, all right, Mike, <laughs> we've got something quick to mention. And, and by quick, I mean this is this is a quick one. <laughs> yeah, it's just a one-liner here. The QGN Con, Wednesday, October 4th, 2017, at the Baseball Center in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Mark your calendars. More information to come. Uh, we're just entering into the summer season, so, you know, you got a couple months here. Yeah, we gotta, we're ticking down. We're ticking down. We're getting there. All right. Um, also, we want to thank Audible, audibletrial.com slash Network. That's the link you're going to need in order to get yourself a free downloadable book on the Amazon service known as Audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E. Um, does anyone have a, uh, a book that they wanted to recommend for this show? No? Uh, I heard Adnan stories out. If you guys listen to Serial. What is that? If I'd have known more about it, like I would have I would have been like, yeah, uh, listen to it, but I haven't listened to it, so I can't really endorse it if I don't know, you know, exactly what it's like. Okay. But yeah, if you listen to Serial, a lot of my followers are starting to comment that I've listened to true crime and um I'm like, yeah, you listen to that? Yeah, sure. And just so you know, Adnan's right. story is out. Okay, well, that's uh, if if that's something that you you guys are into, uh, you can have that as your as your free audiobook. Yeah. Um, I also heard that uh, a lot of the, um, uh, a lot of the radio dramas, uh, for the a lot of the Doctor Who radio dramas are now coming to Audible as well, and there's like a huge library of not just like audiobooks, but the actual um, radio dramas by um, oh god, um, I forget the name of the company. That that primarily does uh, them. Big finish. Big finish. Yeah, yeah. A lot of big finish. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, jazz hands. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> the company uh, that kept uh, Doctor Who alive during the wilderness years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and brought us probably one of the one of the well. I've been I've been yeah. You're like watch your words. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Probably one of the best doctors that we've ever had. Uh, which really? is the eighth doctor. He is, yes, he is phenomenal. He's pretty hot. For somebody who has the least amount of uh, screen time, he has probably the most amount of airtime. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, he's he's epic, the eighth doctor. So, so uh, listen, guys, if you are looking to, to uh, invest in your entertainment um, in regards to uh, audio dramas, uh, we would highly recommend using the Audible service, which is a service of Amazon. Uh, which is probably something you already use. Uh, just uh, get yourself a free book using our link, audibletrial.com slash Network, And at no cost to you, you'll be helping to support the show. All right. Um, we have got a bunch of headlines that we want to catch up on. Last uh, episode, 193, was a, a big info drop. Um, not a whole heck of a lot of information has dropped this particular episode last two weeks or so. Um, so we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do some headlines, have a nice casual show for the most part, and, and hang out and have a good time. What do you say, guys? Damn it, I've got folding chairs right here to start throwing across the room. <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of that's been going on, that's for sure, in the old uh, Elder Scrolls community. Ugh. Let's um, let's kind of like you know. Kind of like touch base on on that for a second, you know. Bring the old landing plane down on that runway, and then Good God, it's like tuning into Jerry Springer. What? What? <laughs> Jesus. What? 
What? No, no, I'm not. No, I'm just talking about like li- reading the forums or you know any kind of arguments. Oh. It's 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 akin to back in the '90s, mm-hmm. Jerry Springer. Jerry, oh, there's a Jerry, lot of people that tune in Jerry. to see uh, Jerry Springer, though. <laughs> yeah. I, well, yeah. That's. Here's my I daily... have a confession to make. What's that, Rob? You, you were you were on Jerry Springer at one point. Uh. He is Jerry Springer. <laughs> uh, Jerry Springer is my uh, my uncle. Uh, no, not no. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> uh, just I, in, in relation to like all of this that's been going on, I I, I had an epiphany. Oh, that uh, I I go to the ESO forums. More to see what people are complaining about <laughs> than to get legitimate information yeah. about what's going on. I don't think you're the only one, Rob. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like by far, I. It's its own form of entertainment nowadays. It, I mean, yeah. it, it really is. It, it's like being. It, it, it it's like living in an, uh, I, I guess across the street from. Um, from a, from a couple that's always fighting out on their front porch. You just kind of go out there, you pop open a beer, you just sit and watch. You know, that's just that's how I feel when I go on the ESO forums. <laughs> what you mean, Martha, the mailman too? That's right, Harry, because you he knows how to at least deliver the mail. What's that supposed to be? <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, well, let's 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 uh, jump on this headline, and then we'll kind of add in a little bit about what we're kind of talking about. If if um, you know you've been sort of uh, staying away from from the forums, um, hey, here's a good thing. At least we kind of thought so anyway. <laughs> Early access for Elder Scrolls Online: Morrowind has been announced. Starting on Monday, May 22nd, for PC and Mac users who purchased the Physical Collector's Edition, the Digital Collector's Edition, or have purchased the Digital Upgrade to Elder Scrolls Online Morrowind, will be able to begin their adventure on Vardenfell just a bit sooner. Players should know that uh, if you buy the Physical or Digital Collector's Edition, or the digital upgrade between May 22nd, when early access starts, and June 6th, when is the actual launch of Marwind, um, you'll be able to join in on the early access period anyway. So, early access for Marwind begins May 22nd, Monday, May 22nd, if you've pre-purchased the physical collector's edition, the digital collector's edition, or the digital upgrade. Um, if you decide to buy it during the uh, May, between May 22nd and, and June 6th, the, the early access two-week period, you're going to get in then. So so there it is. Again, this is for PC and Mac users. Um, now, Mike, earlier... There's, uh, the, there's the first Jerry Springer comment right there. Yeah, that's it. So, so, so tell us about know, this. So there's a lot of people who claim that they're the black sheep of the family. Okay. Because they play Jesus. on PlayStation or Xbox One, and that because they aren't getting it until June sixth, they're very mad. Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with Zenimax, though. This has to do with it being shipped off to Sony and to Microsoft. But they are still raging and ranting, and I really don't blame them because they did move this up. It's kind of a surprise to a lot of people. Yeah. That uh, this early access. So there's the first one. Yeah, it's well. You're we're twelve days away from from the early access starting as of the recording of this show, and, and you know I will 
I mean, I'm going to say that I I don't blame PS4 and Xbox One folks for for being you know uh, feeling like they're for feeling like they've been they're being left out of something. I I would too. Um, yeah, I think that they should have just stuck to the sixth. Yeah, no yeah. hard feelings well, on any platform. Then I I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, we could get into that, but I'd I'd rather not. I mean, I don't know about that too much. But uh, what I will say is that. Of course, on on the forums, right, Mike? There's been uh, those those hard feelings have been let out in like the worst way possible. <laughs> yes, yes, vitriol. Um, the second one is, what if I buy this from Amazon or uh, another vendor? It's not Zoss, uh, and they have gone through and said that there is a way for you to get your access codes um, as proof of purchase. Uh, so if you've bought it through Amazon, don't fear, don't scream and yell, uh, you know, but there is a way and I don't remember exactly which post it is, but they said something about a screenshot with usernames and everything sent directly to them and they'll be able to get you in on the 22nd. Okay. So at least they've, you know, come out and said that, that, you know, you don't have to buy it directly from the Bethesda store. Uh, in order to get the pre-access. So that's a good thing. That saved a lot of anger right there. Because I know some people have it on Steam and, you know, things of that nature. The last one that is the vitriol is, you know, on May 22nd, what if I bought it as pre-order and what if, you know, you haven't, Avarwin? What happens there? How do we play together? Well, on the 22nd, the base game patch drops. So everybody will have the same base game. Yep. This has led to a lot of people being very mad because they were hoping for two more weeks before all of the changes came in. And so there's a lot of screaming about that. So everybody's base game will be the Morrowind base game. So I'm confused then because, I mean, how can you really call that early access? I mean, isn't that really just saying the game that it comes out on the 22nd? No, because if you don't have Vardenfeld, like you won't be able to go to Vardenfeld, but the changes to your Sork or your Templar, (coughs) your Nightblade or your Dragon Knight will take place on the 22nd. Yeah, the base game patch, not necessarily like the, the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, unlockable area of of Vardenfell. right? That's yeah, but if you if you if you purchase uh, if if you purchase Morrowind, you'll have access on the twenty second, right? If you, yep, if to you don't, right? To Vardenfell, you'll actually have access to go into Vardenfell. You'll have access to everything on the twenty second. If you don't purchase Vardenfell, then you're still going to get the changes to your character on the 22nd, right? Right. Right. It's all of the all the right. changes but, that but we if discussed. you don't if you don't purchase Vardenfell even on the 6th, you're still not going to be able to go to Vardenfell. Right. Exactly. So what's the difference between the 22nd and the 6th? The difference is is that if you 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 may or may not be able to go to Vardenfell based on your pre-order purchase or your purchase during the uh, early access two-week period. Same. So they do two patches. There's there's the one patch that that applies to everyone, whether you've purchased uh, the DLC or not. And then there's the second patch that applies to the people who have purchased the DLC. And that second, the, that first patch is going to be like, you know, okay, 
all of the the you know the class balance changes and you know the various bug fixes and changes in performance uh um i don't know whatever they call it, performance enhancement drugs that they've been injecting into tamriel <laughs> <laughs> um you know taking sheep out of out of cyrodiil whatever they do and <laughs> and so you get like all of that all of like the bug fixes and then like you know tweaks to dungeons and whatnot that you, you already have access to and then the second patch is or the second update is for the actual DLC, and that's going to be Vardenfell itself, all of the dungeons, the quests, the battleground uh, areas, you know, the warden. If they do any hot fixing for the warden, you know that that day, um, then there's there's some of that. So so that's why they separated to two different patches. So on May twenty second, everyone's going to get what they call the base game patch, and anybody who has purchased or is currently purchased. The Vardenfeld, the Morrowind expansion, yeah. will also have access to that on the 22nd. So, really, they're just moving the release date up by two weeks for yeah. everybody yeah. who's <clears throat> playing on PC. Right. right. Yep. Well, well, that's that's what I gather. Yeah. 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 And, and so, you know, so the next thing that comes from that is the, well, that's two less weeks on the PTS. And so that's where the last amount of vitriol is coming is. Many people feel that with 3.0.3, that it's still not up to snuff. And this Monday, I think it's 3.0.4 comes out on the PTS. And so we'll see. And so a lot of people are are still, they're annoyed that, you know, we're going to be getting a product on the 22nd that is two weeks less of PTS that they feel that it really could use. I I feel like that's been the case with every, every release. Can I just say how goddamn sick and tired of I am of everyone's goddamn fake outrage? I, I am so <laughs> tired of it. I'm sorry. I tried to rein it in, Avarwin. Okay. Zephin, rein it in. For God's sake, stop being so outraged over nothing. I'm so tired of it. Jesus you Christ. You should hear us on Sunday when we're doing trials and we're so mad oh. that we all end up with, you know, finishing the trial. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm serious though. I mean, you know, I feel that even when the game first released and every DLC that was released, everybody, you know, you hear the same thing that oh, I don't think it's ready yet. They should hold off. I don't think it's ready yet. I don't think it's ready yet. But at the same time, before any of this has ever even started, they're like, we need our content now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting content fast enough. And I'm like, I just. I, I don't even know how they deal with it. I don't, I don't know. So uh, apparently, you know what it's like to have children. I do have children. <laughs> I know. <laughs> for everyone else. That's what it's like to have children. Oh, good lord. Stefan, <laughs> you and I spoke specifically about this last night on, on late, late Night Elder Scrolls. About, yeah, uh, we did. And, and here's, here's another... But I was really drunk. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are. You're, no excuse. Yeah, you are. But, I mean, you, you know, we held our own. I think we, we had a, a nice, good discussion about it. I mean, it's specifically about all this ridiculous outrage that, that's been going on. And, and how, like, the community team has just been apparent. You can tell the community team. Mike, back me up on this a little bit, okay? You can tell oh, the community yeah. team has kind of been assaulted uh, lately in, in heavy amounts based on, like, what they've been saying on Twitter, right? Yeah, I really at one point in time thought that Gina was going to announce that she was quitting. I mean, she was definitely yeah. very depressed in the way that her Twitter uh, replies were coming out, stuff that she was posting in the forums. Uh, a large number of our community reached out and, you know, tried to encourage her. I know that there has been changes to key figures, Twitter accounts, uh, their 
uh, icons that they're using, uh, trying to, to tell people just, you know, keep calm. It's only the PTS. Um, Slash Lurk is freaking hilarious. I saw that but, earlier uh, today. Yeah, so I felt really, really bad, you know, for the the community team because they're not the programmers. They take and what the programmers say, what the uh, PR department says, and they present it to us. And they're the front line that interacts with the players. And they definitely were getting beat on hard for the last couple of weeks now. Uh, so, you know, so Jess and Gina, you know, you guys have done an amazing job. Keep up the good, good work, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and know that, you know, we definitely appreciate what you guys have done. And, uh, you know, yes, there's not everything that is, you know, not everybody's happy with what's going on in the game, but it's not their fault. And they do a great job communicating <clears throat> as best as possible and keeping it lighthearted many times because some of the stuff that, you know, that is posted is very derogatory towards them. Yeah. And they've never lashed out at people and been like, you know, you're a complete. No, they've always tried to keep it like professional and very above board. So they do a great job. And, you know, I'd really hate to see if, you know, either of them, you know, left over stuff like this, because I don't think that we'd have as good a community outreach program without them. And it's it's also irritating because I follow both Jess and Gina on Twitter. and, And it's one thing. You know, like we've interacted with them uh, on the show, uh, a little bit behind the scenes, but you know, we, we've worked with them, and we know that they're they're people. They put their pants on one leg at a time, just like everybody else. So it freaking kills me that when either one of them want to post a picture of their dog about something on their own private Twitter account, and then they get assaulted by these ass clowns. <laughs> All right, yeah, you can use that word, ass clown. I thought that was on, Ask Clown on the, DK. I wasn't expecting that Ask one. It was a Clown Shoes DK. There's a big difference between <laughs> Ask Clown and Clown Shoes. Um, but, I mean, just a simple fact that if someone is on their own personal Twitter and, and they happen to work for a company that is doing something that y- you don't agree with for whatever reason, show some freaking class. Oh, my God. It takes a special kind of stupid to attack somebody on their personal account when they're putting out a picture of their kid or their pet or something that has nothing to freaking do with the reason you are pissed off at something yeah now it's it's sickening you know i i i sort of you know i sort of get the fact that you know they're they're basically uh you know a meat shield for for zoss these these you know these poor uh community folks um but you know know, like like liz is saying in the chat room you know it gets to a certain point where you know you can only take so much and until you know it starts to affect you and i I, you know i think it's it's kind of at that point with with the um uh with the community team as as they've sort of been like you know subtly suggesting to us i mean when gina bruno gina bruno probably one of the happiest people you'd ever want to meet in your life tells you on Twitter, uh, hey guys, when you tweet at someone, could you please act, could you please remember that there is actually a person yes. who reads the tweets on the other side? I mean, if when she's telling you that, something's up. All right. And um, you know, I, I would say, look, uh when it comes to when it comes to Marwin and all the class balance changes, um, you know, there's there's stuff to there's there's stuff to be concerned about and, and, and there's there's stuff that can be, you know, glossed over. Uh, however, it, when airing out those grievances and those concerns, you know, it would be great if you could just say, Hey, guess what? Um, 
<laughs> you know, this is do, doing it in a, in a more constructive manner. All right. Let's take let's take the last episode for for example. Okay. Um, my my few my my final my final thoughts there on on last episode. Um, yeah, you could definitely tell I was I was pissed off and angry at at people uh, exiting the the community over over silliness. And and I I used exactly the terminology I wanted to use, but you know was I screaming my head off and saying terrible things like you know I hope you you know uh, die or something or you know terrible things like that? No, of course not. You know I called them out for for you know who who I thought those people were. It was a bunch of toy throwing toddlers and 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 that was it. Um. So. I mean, when when it comes to uh, airing out your grievances, you know, you got to you got to know how far you got to know where that line is. And uh, otherwise, no one is no one is going to hear you. Situations I'm calling attention to are completely different than than what we're talking about, I suppose. But anyway, there it is. Uh, We we don't get regular hate mail or threats the way uh, some uh, community managers do. So, you know, our community is really good and have been really supportive. But, you know. When you guys see stuff out there, you know, definitely make sure you reach out to these people and, you know, give them a pat on the back and be like, hey, we understand this has been tough yet on. You guys are doing a great job yeah. um, because, you know, there are so many people that, you know, they they throw these temper tantrums and they, they completely forget that there is a person there that they're they're, you know, screaming and yelling at for doing their job and not, their job may not be what's being the the part that's affecting you. you now, the the guy who you know washes the windows, he's not you know the one who uh, is, is doing the programming. And if you're throwing eggs at him while he's washing the windows, that that really sucks for him, and it's not going to get you anywhere. And that's what it really feels like with some of these: is that these women are there as you know our communication line, and they're getting thrown eggs at. Well, um, that was a little little. Uh... Little, a uh, little bit of a nice discussion there. Um, let's move on to the next thing, which is uh, Fall of the Dark Brotherhood has been released in Elder Scrolls Legends. Um, this is kind of one of the headlines I wanted to sort of catch up on since we didn't have a chance to do this last uh, last episode. Uh, so Thursday, April 6th, a Elder Scrolls Legends, Fall of the Dark Brotherhood, brand new single-player story expansion that adds 25 new missions and unlocks over 40 cards plus three legendary cards that can be used for your current decks. Uh, the new missions emphasize choice that, quote, both impact which missions they will play and determine how the story unfolds, end quote. As you play through the story, you'll encounter gameplay you've never seen in Legends before, such as new challenges, lane conditions, <laughs> and new scenarios. Quote, there's a, <laughs> for example... Yes, this is right! This is... Yeah. There's a Sorry. there's a pig you have to keep alive, a fight mm-hmm. that takes place during a ball where things keep moving around, a prison brawl, a skooma den battle, wow. and much more. End quote. You can buy the new expansion in game either with either with in-game gold or for nineteen ninety-nine. Also, PC and Mac players will receive a Doom Wolf mount, which was one of their collectors limited edition mounts. Uh, for Elder Scrolls Online when they purchase. I say Doom Wolf Mount Collector's Limited Edition purchase. Um, th- that's really not the case. It was a uh, um, 
uh, a, a mount that briefly appeared in in the in the crown store. I should I should uh, be a little bit more careful about how I say things. Um, I wouldn't want to give bad information, now would I? Oh, good lord! Oh, Jesus! Bango! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right, so um, Liz, ha- have you? Yeah. I mean, you've had a lot of gameplay uh, when it comes to this. I dabbled in it a little bit. Um, I-, I think it's it's it's. Oh, and then you chickened out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Then I, that's what happened. I chickened out. You're right. So <laughs> tell me. Oh, I didn't really mean it. I was just gonna. I was doing that for banter's sake, and then you admitted to it, and now I feel bad. I know. <laughs> it was my whole end game there. Striking the feels. <laughs> uh, oh. Tell tell me, tell me, how do you like it? What do you think of? What do you think of this? Was it worth the money that you spent? I spent no money. I don't have the money to spend it. <laughs> So uh, I had to win a lot of games to get, uh, I think it's a thousand gold. You have to, you unlock different chapters. I believe there are three chapters. Okay. Um, so you spent in-game gold to buy it. Yes. Was it worth all so, the hard work that you had to uh, do in order to accrue all that gold? Absolutely. Very it was good. Very worth it. And now <laughs> I was getting angry because it, it, it all the uh, scenarios unlock and then if you go through whatever, when you purchase it, you go through all these things and you get these new cards and people were using them against me. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So I had to get on it as soon as possible. (laughs) So, um, but playing these like that pig battle that you've got, it is so unique, um, to what we have ever played before that I, I mean, they have on legendsdex.com, they have certain builds just made for certain scenarios in this DLC. Really? And yeah, and they've given you I think they've given you the ability to have more build, save more builds uh so that you can make, you know, different certain kind of card decks uh to get past some of these battles. It's it's intense. It's it can be very frustrating. That one that takes place during a ball. Oh. What happens with oh. that? Is there like a lot of lane changing going on there? Yes. That's kind of thought. And there's also, if you summon a creature into this lane, you add plus one, plus one to yeah. it. And then you've got cards that you have in your deck that can, every time a creature moves, it will add, you know, plus one, plus one. You do that strategically, you can get some really high-powered cards really early on wow. in the game. It's, it's... So there's cards that will change lanes and then add a one-one counter to them when they change lanes? Right, that's in. That's currently. If you don't have the DLC, it's currently like a Skuma Master or something like that. Okay. Or a, no, that's not what it is. But it's. All right. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but but it's a green card. But yeah, it does it. But now you've got a a scenario that when you move your card into this lane, you gain even more. So that's, that's cool. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of it kind of makes the whole lane changing idea um a little bit. A little bit more useful when in in the middle of a duel, you know, because I mean, if Especially, I'm remembering, yeah, yeah but, if I'm remembering it correctly, you have um, you had a that, that that you know the lane the lane changing thing obviously was was something you know there were some cards that had that before um, uh, Dark Brotherhood came out, but it, it didn't really do much. It was just right. It just the cards no. just changed lanes, and that was it. Yeah, um, and th- and there's sometimes you can be summoned into a prison where you can't get out uh, unless you play certain cards. It's awesome, and that that's that cool. pig battle that's that's really unique. It, it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to keep a pig alive, and if somebody kills it, your game is over, and you're like, ah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Escort quests. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, that's quest. Yeah, you gotta kill like... a pig, or you gotta keep your pig alive. How do you keep a pig alive? I mean, those things can't be controlled. You'd be like, hey, dude, go hide underneath the rock. Pig no, armor. I mean, pig, you heard about pig horse armor from oblivion? Pig <laughs> armor. No, boars are scary. I, I keep away from them. They'll skewer you. Also, Game of Thrones. <laughs> 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 and I'm thinking like the uh, Lion King or something, and I'm like, what, Hakuna Matata? Or, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so that is that is now available again. It's uh, nineteen ninety nine, or what was it, Liz? A thousand, uh, a thousand in game gold per chapter. So eventually, it oh, will wow. cost three thousand. It really, I would if you have the money to spare, which unfortunately I don't. But if you do, I would say go ahead and just buy go the away. whole thing. It is worth it because um, it is a struggle having to win a bunch of games in a row to get all this gold um, to get the you know unlock the chapters. All right. Um, next on the old uh, headline docket here is another another oldie but a goodie from the uh, from the the early part of April. Um, and I'm glad we got this out before the four year anniversary of Elder Scrolls Online, the three year <laughs> <laughs> anniversary of Elder Scrolls Online. Happy anniversary, ESO! If not, but a month late. Uh, you've made it to three plus one, and it's been an amazing ride. Uh, from Tuesday, April 4th to Tuesday, April 18th, players uh, had been able to celebrate the three-year anniversary of ESO with Chef Donnellan, who has who had baked us a double-stacked Jubilee cake that served a generous portion of experience. An extra 100% XP bonus, to be precise, from all sources. All daily quests yielded an additional reward among their normal ones, too. The anniversary gift box, which included Nern Crux motif chapters, style items, and furniture crafting items, just to name a few. Um, Zephan, did um, yes. did you have a chance to to play a lot of this? Heck yeah, I did. I played as much as possible during that anniversary. How'd you like it? Um, oh, I absolutely loved it. Those anniversary gift boxes, I got so many of those, and I did everything I could possibly do to get as many as as i could um i got some really really good stuff filled up a lot of my empty motif uh chapters that i was missing um and also got some really really good items that i turned around and sold and made a ton of money off of okay so uh i i just didn't want it to end i was i was just farming as much as possible what about uh what about you rob I was able to get in game uh, a little bit, uh, at least got the cake and was able to uh, determine that its activation radius is about the same size as the one year anniversary cake. Mm, that's important um, for you. Yeah, it is important. And, and, and it's amazing <laughs> when you drop that thing on the uh, respect shrine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, I do that at least once, uh, once uh, anytime I log in, at least once. Um <laughs> And people get really, really mad when when you put it on the uh, the undaunted chest yes. too. I accidentally <laughs> did that, and I was like, "I hope I don't do what Rob did." Oh crap! So I just ran away. I think I logged off. Yes, she she accidentally. I did it by accident. I swear, I would not pull a Rob on that way. I'm well. Hey Mike, you remember the time Rob did that for the uh, the exit to uh, QGM Manor? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Instead of being able but to walk again, up, I've also done it to the entrance of um, Ma of Lorcage, So, <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Rob, you're a savage. <laughs> it's the same thing with uh, with uh, Sanctum Ophidia. You just drop that uh, 
you drop that that mo uh, the memento right there as everybody's like, all right, let's go, and then all of a sudden everybody just starts eating cake. <laughs> <laughs> Is there going to be somebody that bakes a jubilee cake for the uh, QGN con? Uh, that would be awesome. Oh, that would be awesome. Um, that would be awesome. The thing looks delicious. Right, right now I'm uh, when it comes to QGN con, I'm just trying to get like all the things that have been announced. We're just trying to circle it all up and. Um, you know, we just got a uh, we just got a distributor to uh, to give us the uh, Magic the Gathering card so we can hold the tournament. So I'm super happy about that. Um, there's, some back- there's background stuff going on, guys. I know I haven't been announcing much lately, but there's there's background stuff going on. So oh, no, she said cake, so now I want cake. That's uh, and it better not be a lie this time. <laughs> Jeez. Well, the, the time out. Is a lie. Go to timeout. The cake boss is right over in Jersey. You know. 45 minute ride right on over there so <laughs> I heard speaking of <clears throat> speaking of cake is a lie um I, I did recently have a hostess cupcake you know those things that still exist yeah uh Love those things. and they're supposed to have cream filling in it I, I i took a bite and it had like a quarter size of uh cream filling with a large open cavity so it's, it's like it's like the machine ran out of filling. It's like the machine ran out of filling on this one particular cupcake, and they were just like, "Yeah, screw it." They're like, yeah, whatever. Man, what the f-? <laughs> quality control for you? They're like, eh, man, enough. I want my money back. <laughs> this one was not yeah. was not inspected by inspector number eighty nine. So well, I, all I got, it means is he'll be unsatisfied with that one. He'll just eat another one. No, I I, I got lied to by hostess. Hey, Evaro, remember that time you caught the little Debbie thief? <laughs> <laughs> the guy that stole like $150 worth of little <laughs> Debbies or something? Give me everything in the register and all your little Debbie cakes. <laughs> <laughs> this happened. <laughs> yeah, it did. This guy was, he, he was a nasty dude too. Oh my God. Oh man. He was a nasty guy. All right. Um, well, we we've got uh, we've got some some uh, some things that are are not so nasty uh, that we want to uh, sort of sort of show off here a little bit. A um, couple of videos. As a matter of fact, uh, today uh, on our show we're going to be featuring five five little mini videos that came from Zoss uh, to sort of hype up um, Elder Scrolls Online. This one is the brand new War- uh, Warden gameplay trailer that came out came out a little bit ago. Um, for, for those of you who, let's see, how am I going to do this? Um, that, do we do that? No, that's not, that's not good. We'll do that. We'll figure this out. Monitor two. Monitor two. Yeah. All right. So, uh, for, for those of you who, who, uh, have, have the video to watch, sit back and enjoy. Um, for those of you who are listening to podcast only, uh, sit back and, and enjoy some of the uh, some of the audio behind this. Uh, this one's uh, just under two minutes. Uh oh! I'll tell you what. You know what I forgot to do? I forgot Hit play. To, I forgot to uh, unmute the uh, the tab here. Give me a second. Don't 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 te- technical difficulties. Unmute tab. There we go. All right. Okay. Here we are. Here we are. Video. Start up the video. For centuries, they have been silent, watching. 
fading. Protecting. But the time has come for the Wardens to rejoin the world of man. started uh they've changed the font a bit or they're using trajan pro a lot more sorry that's what i notice <laughs> um for for what part of the uh for what part of the font no it, it the font is trajan pro but i just see it used a lot more i noticed it when i was playing legends and i was like they didn't make a different font for the legends logo anyway that's just me i'm <laughs> sure you know people that deal with that noticed it too <laughs> okay that's just me all right sorry no, it's okay. It's pretty. Yeah. So, what'd you think of the trailer? Other than just... I like when the bear hit that guy in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that was really kind of funny and cool. So, uh, we've got a whole trailer here on on just the warden itself. Um, let's let's start with uh, let's start with Mike. Just just real quick, a, 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 a word or two on on that trailer, Mike. Um, yeah, it showcases a lot of the skills. Um... But I also think that it, it makes some of the skills look way more powerful than they actually are. So just keep that in mind. When the Daedroth gets killed with the uh, um, the, the Cliff Racer, that's a finishing that has happened. Yeah. That Daedroth did not go down with a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just keep that in mind. Because uh, all they wanted to do is just show some of the uh, the spell effects and stuff. So, But I think it looks cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what about you, Zephan? Oh, they're definitely pimping this bear. Oh yeah, yeah. That was they another really, thing. They really, really want to showcase that bear. <laughs> yeah, they really. I think, I think they kind of like think that the bear is like probably the the biggest like uh, selling feature to the warden. I, I don't know if maybe that's something that they've heard. What, Liz, what do you think about that? Do you think that the bear is the biggest selling feature to to the yes. class? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Why? Well, it's it's Why? to me. To me, it's, when I watched a video uh, when they were first announcing it, I just remember peeing, people going nuts for the bear, and yeah. you could tell like that was a big selling point. It, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm wondering, though, like, is that still the case? And, you know, uh, without much information, I mean, we can only say, you know, we can only speculate, but... Um, yeah. Well, a big thing is going to be, you know, how, how powerful he is, how useful he is. I, I think overall, just speaking from an MMO standpoint... A lot of people don't really like pets. No. You know, they, they get in the way. Yeah. <laughs> difficult to control exactly how you want to. And then, um, you know, so, I mean, they're just constantly doing stuff that's pissing other people off. Yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I totally agree. I'm a I mean, to the point where, yeah, 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 even even other people in the group will say, hey, can you please not 
play with, you know, or, or play with your pet, you know, because it's For the love of God, me, never you know? play a pet with a Varwin in the group. He will, <laughs> he will whip you a new one. I swear to God, don't do it. As a person who's a big, you know, who's a, has tanked like everything in the game, I could see this being like hair ripping. If we get in a couple wardens and they decide to bring the bear out and then all of a sudden that bear is taking, you know, oh. off of me mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, there will be there'll be words and uh you know it, w- they won't be nice words this I mean, is what no, i definitely think in, um, i definitely think in like solo play bear is probably going to be pretty cool you know yeah. this <laughs> is you what got somebody to take some of the heat <laughs> off of you i mean this is what this is calling attention to is is the fact that when i'm tanking and i mean zeph and you were right there we're in the middle of a trial yeah, and and oh, I I, I I don't know how many times I had to say you know please please put your pet away please put your pet away, and and they didn't do it. I I, I don't know whose pet that was, so you know, sorry uh, for the if, person if you're listening. Yeah, but um I don't know whose pet it was, but yeah I mean at certain at a certain point I kind of I I lost my patience and I I did get a I did get a little miffed, and uh, yeah so so yeah it's it is frustrating like when you're tanking and someone's pet is pulling the aggro off of you because. I don't know, whatever reason, but it, it's just very frustrating. And I see this, I, you're right, I see that happening a lot with with, with, uh, with the bear, with the warden. But, um, you know, anyway, I, I, I sort of, I digress on that. Um, you know what I'm waiting for is coordinated PC killers. That everybody's going to run the warden in, like, team speak, and they're all going to be saving up the Enchanted Forest ultimate. Yeah. yeah. And they're going to be like, drop it! And, like, everybody's going to to release the Enchanted Forest, and low-end PCs are just going to to bite it. Because it's going to be so graphically intense. And then it's just going to be like, yep, mop up all of the people that PCs just crashed. <laughs> yeah, they're going to do that in Raw Call, too. Rock Lobster, yeah. excuse me. They're going to do uh, Yeah. Yeah, say it, and I, say it I the wrong way, right? That, and I was like, Cliff Racers, whatever that. Yeah, that, that's going to happen. That's what weren't I mean. They, weren't they uh, figuring out they could do something similar with, um, was it Comet or uh, Shooting Star? Oh, God, yeah. That was PvP. For the yep. love of God. Sorry. You mentioned PvP stuff, and I'm like, Ugh. That's another thing, too, is when it comes to pets, uh, not so popular among the PvP crowd. So, um, oh, hell no. Hmm? Oh, hell no. Right. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, to, to your point, stuff, and they are definitely hyping the hell out of that bear. And, um, um, well, we'll see. We'll see if it's a big draw, but, um, Anyway, uh, we've got another video here that's uh, just over two minutes long. Okay, it's called A New Chapter in Vardenfell. This just recently dropped. So check this out. Hopefully, um, let me let me check. Before I run the video, let me see if I keep the, if I kept the tab muted. I did. I did keep the t- unmute tab. All right, here we go. <laughs> Enjoy, folks. <laughs> Morrowind was one of the first games I played, so I'm really glad that they're bringing it to the Elder Scrolls Online series now. I'm super excited for Morrowind. It looks amazing. Morrowind was an amazing game, so I'm super hyped to go back to Barnfell. I love Morrowind. It's my favorite Elder Scrolls game, so to get into it with other people, it's going to be amazing. Elder Scrolls Online gave me that nostalgia, made me feel like I was 14 again. That's what sold it for me, and I dropped every other MMO. Being able to go to Morrowind, a place that we really love and everybody's pretty excited about, I think that'll be really fun to see in person again. 
It's a pretty surreal experience to be working on Morrowind again 15 years after the first Morrowind. Our community has always been asking to go back to Morrowind. It was the first Elder Scrolls game of this century, of kind of this modern era of console and PC gaming. The part of the world is very nostalgic and players remember it from Elder Scrolls 3. But we have our own spin on it. We're 700 years in the past. So it gives those experienced Elder Scrolls players a chance to see this area in a different time with different stories and characters. That's the best way to introduce it as a new chapter of Elder Scrolls Online. the time that we put in to faithfully recreate Morrowind, we're seeing that pay off already and it's fantastic. I am super duper stoked. I'm really, really excited to play it. There's just so much content. The freedom of playing in it, that's what I like. I can't wait. I already have it pre-ordered. I pre-ordered the book, the statue, all of the cool swag. Hold on a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's that guy? Who's that guy right there? I don't know what you're talking about. That's, is that... Uh, now, Mike, uh, the, all the stuff that you pre-order, would we call that game-changing? Is that... Uh... <laughs> it's not game-changing, it's swag. <laughs> the, the, war- <laughs> the warden is a game-changer. <laughs> is this the other, like, like 15 seconds that they allowed you to speak <laughs> on this trailer? Exactly, so you know. <laughs> it, it, it's it's kind of funny because like the interview took between like five and ten minutes like you had to sign waivers and everything and so far what have we gotten like ten words out of me I got ten words two out. of them <laughs> you're and on two trailers like, so out of context <laughs> for a collective of like you know like fifteen seconds you've been on these these, these two trailers. <laughs> what but, happened you know, to anybody the... who knows me knows that it's like yes I am so excited. When it comes to physical stuff for the games, like I've got the two netches, I've got the the guar, I've got all the little figurines, the books and everything. So, you know, I am very excited that the collector's edition came out with a new book oh, and, we, you know, a new statue. We could tell. Look, at, <laughs> look, you're talking about it right now on this video. Look at your face. You're you're yeah. so look at that. That is the face of an excited man right there. He's like, I, I can't even. <laughs> but it was so funny when this thing released, you know, earlier last week, everybody's like, and he's got all the swag. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Oh my God! Please, somebody take that picture of him right now. I know. I'll, I got. I'll just do it in Photoshop. Never mind. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> Look at it. He's so excited. He can't even keep his hair contained. <laughs> do not, do not change off of the screen right now until I. Okay. You, I got it. Are you good? All right. Okay. Wait. Uh, let me make sure. Hold on. Listen, my hair is never contained. I, I love your hair. Time. You have great hair. You do. Okay. You do have great hair. Look at that goatee. It's like, I, I'm I was so very excited. bad when I got my last haircut. She took four and a half inches off of my hair, and it no longer curls. It's going to take me a whole year <gasps> to get this hair back. Oh. <laughs> All right. Let's let's finish I this think out. She should be sued. It was just so fast-paced. <laughs> just to live in that world and to go and explore it, it's going to be awesome. I like it. I like it. All right. So, so that was, um, so that trailer was really more about, uh, the actual, um, that, that trailer is really more about the actual, uh, DLC itself. Um, and, and how, how people are excited for, to go back to Morrowind. Um, now we, it, we just so happen to have, uh, one of, uh, 
probably the most well-traveled Marwin players uh, that, that I know of. Uh, the, the, one, the one and only Zephin. Uh, hey. What did you think hey. of the trailer, and how, how excited are you to go back into, into Marwind? I got a freaking out. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, very excited. Oh, I've been waiting for this. I was so upset when the game first launched and Vardenfeld was not part of it. And I've been waiting so long to uh, to go back in, in ESO. Uh, so I am very geeked about it. Uh, the, the trailer itself looks really, really good. It looks beautiful. Um, you know, a, a lot of that was, you know, look like uh, like in-game, you know, graphics and everything. It wasn't just some CGI, you know, uh, cinematic that they put together. Yeah, that's always so it, nice. It looks looks really pretty. It does. Um, when you say excited, are you curly haired Mike excited about about? <laughs> <Marwind or? laughs> well, I'm more excited. More. <laughs> that's it, a lot of excitement. A, it's going to be a massive game changer. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a game changer, folks. Poor Mike. <laughs> I, I mean, did you see? Did you see those Dwemer in there? That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Mike, Mike knows because Mike, Mike, Mike comes from the same the same sort of stock that I do. We only make fun. He's Italian. I'm Spanish. We only make fun of people that we love. So yeah, that's it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's so he knows he gets it. Um, it's a compliment. Uh, okay. So so, <laughs> do you want? I mean, we've got three more videos, Mike. Do you want to roll into those before we do the? Uh, the yeah, Legends roll card? into those because I think they fit better with this, so we can continue the yeah. Morrowind discussion. All right, I I kind of. That's kind of what I was thinking. Um, now the the videos that you've got here, Mike, uh, they're they're on just the one link that you've got down here. Yeah, so there it's uh, a single link uh, directly to the uh, news page for uh, elderscrollsonline.com. dot mm-hmm. and there's three videos on that page, uh, and they're the Nariu's Guide to Vivek City, the Dwarven Runes, and the Great Houses. And anybody who's played Morrowind has delved through some of these. What some of these videos are just like, I, I you almost get like giddy excited. They go into the waterworks, and you're like, oh my god, they're going into you know the secret hiding place for the Morag Tong, and it's like, oh my god, it looks so great. Uh, so yeah, okay. keep your eyes up for that, guys. All right, so the first video that we got here is uh, Naru's Guide to Vivek City. Um, now, Mike, the, this is uh, these three videos you you found. Uh, this is 50 seconds long, just under a minute. Um, can you can you say anything about about the video before we we jump into it? Okay, so we're going to start with Naru's guide the, to Vivek City. Yep. So the Vivek, I actually was really I really like this one because she when she talks about it, she's going to mention how there it's a settlement and it's growing very fast and um, you're going to see a lot of things. Anybody who's spent any time in Vivek City delivering letters down the hall to finish their quest. Uh, <laughs> We'll see a lot of very familiar things, but they've been cleaned up and polished with high-def graphics. So you're going to really enjoy this one, I think. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. Vivek City, our largest settlement. Larger by the day. As a Morog Tong assassin, I approve. Assassins love cities, especially cities as busy and bustling as Vivek. After all, we're better to hide than among other people. Just watch out for ordinators, and know the fastest route to the outlaw's refuge. Vivek, built to honor our living god's power. But did he have to build it under that big, ugly rock? 
like this. I like these videos. Like the that style right there is is really cool. I really love the final thing that she says there, but why did they have to build it under a big rock? Right. So, you know, very sarcastic and she's, you know, she's what? What's that? Uh, well, it didn't seem, it didn't seem like you, you finished your sentence there. Yeah. Uh, you I cut out. It. Yeah. I was saying that, you know, She's very sarcastic, especially, you know, like when she says, why, why did they have to build it under a big rock? Um, plus, you know, the voice actress for Naryu is incredibly oh, sexy great. voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, we've got another one here. Naryu's Guide to the Dwarven Ruins. This one is uh, 40 seconds long. Um, so, so, Mike, this was one of the things that you're kind of calling attention to, right? Like you're going to see some awesome, um, awesome stuff. Just- in it. Just details for anybody who has played Morrowind. There's a lot of details that you're gonna, you know, especially if you're not in the beta yeah. on the PTS, you're gonna see, be able to see a lot of new material here, and just really, they did a great job carrying over what needed to be carried over. Okay. Uh, you know, it was my big fear with going into this that they were going to just, you know, wholesale carry everything over. And there's certain things that they didn't need to carry over, things that they shouldn't have carried over. And they did a really good job balancing the nostalgia feel uh, with the fact that it's 700 years in the future. And the Dwarven, or in the past, the Dwarven ruins are something that really shouldn't change that much. But they've really cleaned them up, polished them up, and made them look beautiful. Anything we should uh, we should look out for uh, in particular? Or just, just check out how awesome these Dwarven ruins look? Just check out the awesomeness. Great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of that awesomeness... Uh, roll that beautiful bean footage. Dwarven ruins? Normally, I keep away from them. The Morog Tong targets living people, not animated scrap heaps. And dodging ancient traps. A girl could get hurt. But you've met that ruin crawler, Narcissus Dren, so you know. Somebody's going to want us to kill that sweat. And then... You just have to go where the prey goes. <laughs> Very cool. Okay. All right. Uh, we've got one more video that we would uh, like to show you guys. And uh, that is Naryu's Guide to the Great Houses. Um, okay. So, so Mike, uh, anything on this one? Just, I love the arm, the armor that uh, represents each of the three houses. Mm. Uh, I think it does. They do a really good job uh, demonstrating the differences between Redoran, um, uh, Talvani, and uh, Lalu. Okay. All right. So uh, we'll we'll uh, look out for that while while we uh, while we roll the video here. Three of our Dark Elf Great Houses run things on Vardenfell. House Redrin's in charge. At least, that's what they think. Greedy and sly House Lalu does the dirty work. And most of the building. Then there are the wizards of House Tilvani. Weird. And they still keep slaves. When the houses come into conflict, they call upon us to settle it. Morog Tong. The Assassins. 
Wow. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, wow, you could really tell the difference between uh, those those three. They weren't being subtle about that at all. No, and it's really nice. And, you know, you got to see a couple things. You, you might have noticed the uh, the mushroom houses of the Telvani that they were in. Uh, you know, the building of um, some of the uh, Vivek uh, and how it's coming along. Because not all the cantons are there. Uh, and you're going to see as you get to, when you finally get to play this, that there's a lot of things that... Uh, that when they talked in ESO Live that, you know, they did a really good job of that balance of, you know, the nostalgia, but also, you know, that it can't be a direct port from Morrowind uh, because things aren't really going to be there and things are going to have changed in 700 years. Yeah, of course. So. All right. Well, Mike, let's keep the spotlight on you for a little while because uh, you've got two other things here that you wanted to present. Um, so so why don't you uh, why don't you walk us through some of this? So one of the other things they released uh, two days ago is ESO Morrowind introducing the Halls of Fabrication. So it's not a video, it's uh, a guide, pretty much. And uh, they say, Discover the Clockwork City. The ancient and deadly Clockwork Automaton are spilling forth from a mysterious magical conduit. And you and your companions must enter the rift, discover the Clockwork City's Halls of Fabrication, and shut down the Assembly General. And they got some really cool pictures of, like, the Colossus on there. Uh, a dark elf who's going to lead you through this uh, and very importantly the third picture is uh, the giant robot chickens uh, it looks like the raptors from Jurassic uh, World uh, that you're going to be battling in uh, part of the trial so it's a really cool picture it's got a Khajiit and he's got uh, two robot chickens there uh, in front of him and one of the things that I thought was really cool is they're, they're really going to focus on mechanics uh, that are different and unique from any of the other trials, including the fact that you're going to need two tanks. And they stated in this that you're going to need to bring two tanks with you, uh, that you can't just be like, you know, bringing one and hoping to survive it, that uh, there's going to be uh, um, mechanics that actually need uh, different people doing different things at the same time. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I find that uh, to be to be pretty interesting. Um, you know, as a as a tank uh, myself, um, I've I've often felt like it's a little odd that that I'm playing an MMO where there isn't like a main tank off tank relationship um, in in some of the high end game content, and um, to to hear that uh, seem like it's going to become a thing now is feels feels about right. It feels about it's about time for something like that. Well, I mean, it's not completely unheard of right now. I mean, we we run two tanks when we're doing Mall of Lorikash, and I've also seen people use two tanks in um, Ethereum Archives as well. Even yeah, Hellra, been, I've seen people run two tanks. We've been practicing with um, one of the uh, the skills, uh, having uh, the tanks tethered together using um, one of the skill lines from uh, PvP and uh, sharing the damage, sharing the health pool type of thing. And uh, it's actually kind of an interesting way to tank. So uh, having required two tanks, we'll see if the tanks get split up into, into two smaller parties or if it's just that there's going to be multiple bosses in the same area that you have to be in the same area, one tank holding each of the bosses type of thing. Mm. But Share the load. <laughs> Share the load. Dork. <laughs> Some. 
Uh, so, so, so people are wondering if they're going to get robot chicken mounts, uh, you know, in, in the I don't patch. Know, they, they look like they had spikes on their backs. That could be painful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those Ouch. velociraptors look pretty uh, painful if we were to ride them. <clears throat> yeah, without a doubt. It's uh, <clears throat> kind of like a 80s horror movie version of Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so who is uh, our canon Tarvis, Mike? Yeah, and then the last one is meet a character. I guess um, if you remember back to when Imperial City came out, they did a whole bunch of meet the character type of uh, reviews like this. So now we have Arch Cannon uh, Tarvis here, and he is a uh, um, Arch Cannon for Vivek at the Temple, and so it's a nice little uh, lore type of article that came out yesterday. Uh, that will give you a feel for uh, uh, Vardenfeld and the religious context at Vivek City. And it, it, it's really a nice little read. Uh, nothing, you know, too taxing. Nothing that I got out of it that was just like, oh my God, this is a spoiler. I can't believe it. Uh, but, you know, it, for those RPers, this is a, a nice little uh, nod to them uh, to listen to this guy talk. So, okay. Is there any way out. we can get. Um those links into the chat so people can read through that stuff yes we can yeah of course and uh you know with all of these i am sure that what we're going to see here is that this guy is probably going to actually show up uh just like when they did the stuff with imperial city that uh there were a number of the non-player characters that ended up showing up uh after they released imperial city when they did the meet the characters there so all right. Well, thanks a lot, Mike, for uh, for finding those things. And um, we've got uh, one more thing that we want to uh, we want to report on, and uh, that is the uh, the new um, Elder Scrolls Legends monthly card. Uh, this goes back for for April. Um, let me see if I can share the uh, the notes here. Ah, it's that's not that doesn't look too good. Wow. Let me see if I still have the uh, the image, but anyway, <clears throat> um, I don't think I'd be able to pull it up either. Let me see. Just give me a second, guys. Let me just see if I could pull an image up for you, for you guys. Okay. Eh, it's not really gonna work out so well. Well, anyway, we'll uh, I'll show you what what we've got here on on the notes. Guess it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess it's just fine. Um, there it is. So, okay. All right. So, so, uh, the new monthly card is an action card for, um, uh, agility. It's a 10 drop called, uh, Chorus Breeding Pit. And it says, summon a Chorus Reaper in each lane. Now, what's a Chorus Reaper? Well, don't worry. I got you. I got you. No worries. I got you right here. Bango. Uh, a Chorus Reaper is a, uh, <clears throat> um, uh, and we, I'm going to call it a monster card, but it's that's not what it's that's not what it's called. <laughs> it's a creature card, okay? Uh, that is a seven drop. It's a it's a five four four for seven. Uh, when you summon it, uh, gives you uh, gives all enemies in this cre uh, gives all creature enemy creatures in this lane a minus one minus one. So um, with a little a little analysis and a little reaction, uh, we've got Liz here. Um, what do you think of of Chorus Breeding Pit? Uh, I think we talked about this last time, and I, I I tried it, played with it. It helped me win, but it wasn't like I have to have this. 
because it only does one one damage and i really like being able to do a lot of damage you have to wait a turn you know to actually play the cards afterwards it's not it's nothing yeah and from what from what i i mean it look this is this is a, a pretty it's a pretty powerful card, but the the um, the drawbacks to it are are pretty significant. Number one, like you said, uh, when you finally when you finally do put put it down, okay, um, it's it's not like it's got uh, they call it haste and magic. Uh, when you're able to charge, play, charge right? It's not like it's not like the the Chorus Reapers suddenly get charge. You have to you have to wait for uh for your next turn in order to in order to play it um again it's it's a minus one minus one as well uh that you're when you summon this when you get the two charis reapers okay it's one in each lane it automatically does minus one minus one to all enemy creatures think about this though you're at you're at your 10th turn at your 10th turn how many creatures do you have where the minus one minus one is really going to mean something. Uh, the only case would be if somebody did the imperial grunts or whatever, and had like one ones everywhere. That's it. Yeah, but that's... well, if you also had down a card that you could play during that turn, that would allow you to assassinate an injured card. Yeah, this would allow you to injure a card in that lane that might be really powerful, and then just kill off that card. Right. Yeah, but you probably have to wait to the next turn because of the amount of magicka you have left. Yeah, the, well, I'm the, saying if that if you have that assassin card already down on your, you know, or you have a character, one of the character cards. Well, oh yeah, you usually have to play it, and that that that's when it'll do. But maybe there's one that I don't know. I don't know. Well, here's the thing about Chorus Breeding Pit. It's it's uh, it's situational. You know, um, you can you can imagine like Mike did. You can imagine a situation where where this is going to to work out very well for you. Um, and, uh, so, so what I've been hearing is that it's, it's pretty good for, for arena decks, um, every now and again, but, uh, to build a deck around this in particular, um, it's, it's a little tough to think about, you know, all right, how many situations are there really going to be when, when I'm putting this card down and the, the two Chorus Reapers, um, are going to really affect the, the board state. Um, it could have a tremendous effect. Yeah, it's good if you've got the the callback too, or whatever, with close call, and you can take it away, uh, take one of the Taurus Reapers away, and play it again. I did that, and somebody was really pissed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, and keep in mind, Taurus Breeding Pit is also an action card, so it's going to synergize with with other cards that that require an action card in your hand, or one to be, uh, yeah, require an action card in your hand in order to make them more powerful. Yeah. So so keep that in mind too. Um another drawback to it though, it's a 10 drop, you know? How many times are you going to get to your 10th round? Does that happen often? <laughs> Not when I play. I'm usually dead by the 5th. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> um in you know, in in constructed, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, it'll 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 happen uh often enough, I suppose, but in in arenas, eh, probably not so much. So, um, you know, like, you know, I, I agree with you, Liz. Um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a nice card, but it's, it's not as, um, it's not as pushed as, as you might think a 10 drop that gives you two, uh, five fours 
on it is really gonna is really gonna be. Um, let me ask you something, Liz. Would you want a uh, Chorus Breeding Pit in your hand or or Manticora? Uh, Manticora is the one that you can destroy an enemy. Yeah, it's got that hard removal thing to it. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I Manticora probably, but uh, with Manticora, I'm like, but I've got other cards that can do that anyway. I just have lethal on them. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, do you do you look to put this in your agility decks? Eh, I I put it in there just to try it out. I'm going to take it out because I've got more than fifty cards. It's <laughs> ideal to have fifty cards. Yeah, yeah. It screws with your. Um, yeah, I want to get that that uh that one that you really hate that you always get rid of. Uh, this the market swindler's market. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one a lot. I, I bet you do. <laughs> I bet you do. All right, folks. Well, well, there it is. Um, Charles Breeding Pit. Uh, I'm sure the May card is going to be coming out by the next time we do another episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. So, uh, look forward to to uh, to some of that and and some of our uh, our uh, discussion around that as well. Okay, uh, we're going to jump into gameplay, but first we want to just call out our our awesome uh, awesome sponsor, which is Tweaked Audio. TweakedAudio.com, and I had an incident today with my Tweaked Audio headphones. The Let me guess. The cat. No. <laughs> the washing machine. The washing machine. Oh. Ah. Yes. My next guess was going to be the toilet, and you flushed him away, and you asked him to you know, comb the sewers for him. Which would be really creepy, because these are them right here, and if these got flushed in the toilet... <laughs> <laughs> uh, why did he go inside the toilet? Because I really want these, and they're my favorite! Um, so these are these are my favorite uh, these are my favorite tweaked audio headphones. I've, I've, I use these all the time when recording, okay? Um... These are the ones, the, these are the older ones with the nylon cord. Um, I'm using right now a newer version of the same thing. It's got a, a flat sort of like plastic cord. Okay, so I'm always talking about how awesome of a product uh, the, the tweaked audio headphones are, okay? Well, these just went through the washer and the dryer. They went through the dryer for an hour. An hour. Oh, my God. In the dryer. They are not melted. They are not waterlogged. As a matter of fact, okay, um, the speakers on them because they went through a um, they they went through uh, the washer. Um, they're uh, they're not working so hot, okay. However, they are working. I can and I, I tested this before I actually got onto the show today. Um, they need to dry out a little bit still uh, because when I plug them in, I'm I'm hearing like a little like humming in inside the right speaker so it was this one that i was it was this speaker that i was hearing humming in the left one is perfectly fine the only reason why i'm i'm using um the other pair today is because that these are perfectly fine and i need to hear what's going on in my host background so the the audio clarity needs to be perfect and I can't get that right now with these until they dry in about a day or two. They'll, they'll, they'll finish off. But these things went through the washing machine and the dryer. That's ridiculous. And they're still working. Um, that, I just had to go buy headphones because, uh, yeah, because mine just go out because they're cheap. They're not tweaked audio. I had to go buy some right before the show. Uh, you should have stopped the tweaked audio. 
You yeah. should. I mean, for for a little extra money, um, you know, about a twenty-five dollar, thirty-dollar price point, you could get these. Which um, I know I'm driving you guys nuts with the the uh, camera refocusing, but <laughs> so I'll stop. Um, but uh, you're you're gonna get you're gonna get a really awesome pair of of headphones. They are are quality quality headphones. Um, you can abuse these left and right, and they come back for more. These headphones that that I am showing you, these headphones are what three four years old, I think. Um, maybe even older. I'm being a little conservative. It happened right when uh, you ESO launched, so that's I, how old they are. I got these. I got these. This particular headset. I replaced these with the ones that my cat chewed. <laughs> these are the ones I replaced with my, my cat chewed. Them. So, um, so the the audio clarity is great on these things. You're spending about twenty five, thirty dollars uh, for for one pair, um, but you're going to have these for years. And on top of it. They've got a uh, they've got a really awesome um, uh, uh, warranty. If anything goes wrong with them, give them a call. They're going to replace them. If that weren't enough, okay, they're going to ship them to you for free worldwide. Free shipping, free shipping worldwide on tweaked audio headphones. So you don't have to worry about you know the cost being uh, extra expensive um, if you if you live out, outside of the United States. So, so pretty awesome stuff. Um, for, for, uh, for going there to tweakedaudio.com, um, we're going to give you the, uh, the code where you can save 30% off your entire order over at tweakedaudio.com, which is off the record. It's all one word, off the record. You plug that in at the point of sale, all right, when you're about to check out, and you'll get an entire 30% off your order. That is coming from an awesome pair of headphones that are going to last you for a very long time with fantastic durability and audio clarity. They've got noise reduction technology on, on these, uh, on these headphones and, um, they're getting shipped to you for free. So for 25, $30, we're going to get you 30% off with our code off the record. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a pretty solid deal. And you're going to be holding on to them. You don't even have to, like, take very, very, very good care of them. I mean, for God's sakes, these things just, you know, I, I they're, <laughs> anyway. So I'll leave that where it is. Uh, but thank you to tweaksaudio.com And thank you to all of our listeners who uh, um, who have gone to Tweaked Audio and uh, sponsored our show by proxy by purchasing a, a pretty, pretty awesome product from, from tweakedaudio.com. Don't forget, off the record, all one word. All right, uh, enough about that. Let us jump into gameplay, gameplay, gameplay. Who haven't we heard from a long time? Uh, you know, Zephan is our um, Zephan's our our guest today. Um, this is a pretty he awesome is. image. I like this image. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> Holy shit! Hold on. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> that is epic. Oh my god, Liz just put together Somebody just ninja'd that in there. It really did. <laughs> this is everything. This is epic stuff. <laughs> I really love this. Mike, would you hate me if we made that into a mug? <laughs> Only if I get a free one. <laughs> you got it. You got it. <laughs> We're gonna get you a free mug with your face on it. <laughs> it's 
quick. A mug with my mug. <laughs> I'll, get you, I'll get you two of them, actually. Oh, that is epic, Liz. I love that. Mike is a game changer. <laughs> We're going to bask in the awesomeness for a while while uh, while Zephan tells us about his gameplay. <laughs> um, well, you know, the, the first part, actually, I'm, I'm going to leave that one to, to Mike. Uh, I'll let him shout that one out. But I did uh, work with... Um, the ESOTR guild, and we completed the Hellroth Citadel and Sanctum just this uh, past Sunday. So that was a good time with uh, with our guild. And uh, other than that, uh, I've been playing a lot of Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind. Ah. I got my character up to level 17, yeah. cured my corpus disease, so I continued more down the main quest. And I also, in my travels, I procured the Savior's Hide, uh, for those of you that don't know, it has a really high um, armor resistance, light armor, but it has like the armor class of like heavy armor, so it's, it's really good. Um, and it also gives me a 60% spell resist, which is a constant effect. It's just always on. Um, I also got the Scourge, which is a mace that uh, has a summon scamp and Daedra Lord on it. So, do they uh, get in your way? Do you, I mean, when you use the mace? They do, do they... they do. So is what I do uh, is I just summon them, and then I hang back, and I let them kill everything. They're, they're quite effective at it. Can you, and can then, you accidentally and then kill die, them? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you can kill them if you want. Uh, if they get in your way, you could just, you could just slaughter them. Um, but, yeah, if they, if they die, though, then my enemies are already almost dead, so I just finish them off. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it just makes it a little bit easier. Oh my god, off. we're your pets when we play ESO. You just do your thing. We get in your way. And, <laughs> and it we're No, just pets. just just of Arwen. I I let him well. take take all the heat. Oh, <laughs> and you just sit back and you're like, "Okay, can I step in now?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the way I like it anyway, so it's cool. <laughs> I know I'm being used and I'm okay with it. <laughs> At least um, I'm not getting told to get to the back of the bus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was a bar. <laughs> that that was fun. That's the only way I can describe that. That's a bar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. So so tell us a little bit about uh, a little bit more about about some of your uh, Marwin gameplay. Yeah. Uh, well. You know, I've been anxious to get into uh, Morrowind on our late late night. I think we should we should get into that next week. Um, but you know, I've been putting my guild quests on hold mainly because I'm really getting to that point where I'm running out of quests before they start interfering with the other guilds, and I haven't quite decided which route I want to take that. Um, mm. But I do need to start up the Morrowind Tong, so I think I'm going to do that on our our next uh, playthrough. Um, but so far, I. Have moving along, and Chaos Crusades has uh, departed, uh, not not died or anything like that, but he he left for a little bit, went to the Imperial City, so he's left me in oh. charge of the Blades and Morrowind. Oh my! There goes the neighborhood. It's <laughs> <laughs> like yes, chaos. So so tell me, um, there's I got two questions for you. One on the Morag Tong, and but the other one, uh, which I, I'd like for you to. Um, Give us as much of an answer as you as you could possibly muster. Um, in regards to the the three houses, all right. I know you have to pick one. Which one are you leaning toward? Oh god! With this I, character, you know, <laughs> Valen's gonna shoot me for this, but I hate doing the the house quests 
quests. I, I really do. I don't. Sorry, I, 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 I don't like the Dark Elves. <laughs> okay. I, I don't have a hatred for them where I'm like they must all die I just don't really want to help them either so there's that uh, but generally with the houses I, I do go uh, generally with the Talvani um, mainly because they're really power hungry and I can get behind that so you can get behind the slavery too you can get behind that uh, yeah, all they're all into slavery. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, by this point in time, they don't really care anymore. Yeah, Zephin, you've heard my uh, my uh, my Elder Scrolls jokes, haven't you? Oh yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're extremely bad. They're very bad. But I'm going to throw one at you anyway. How many dark elves does it take to change a wall sconce? Uh oh. How many? None. They make the Argonians do it. <laughs> that's, 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 a, that's a rough pill to swallow. <laughs> that's, that's a like tough one. Because you know they're probably wet from like bathing in the swamp and they're just going to get electrocuted. Uh, oh, God. I can't, what, do you, what, do you think, uh, what do you think a wet Argonian smells like? Ugh. Ugh. God. That can't be good. Well, anyway, let's like not. Like Florida. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> it smells like a gator. <laughs> so, um, okay, so you're so you're so you're you said you're leaning toward Telvani. So my my other question was about um about the Morag Tongue. Um, mm-hmm. how how you do that? What do you mean? How do I do it? How, how you do that? How you, With style? How, how do you join the whoa? Uh, how do you do, how do you join <laughs> how do you join the Morag Tongue? How that happened? Well, that, that was that was. Uh, I haven't joined them yet, so maybe we'll go through that on our late late night. I'll uh, I'll actually join them on stream yeah. uh, for a late late night stream. But uh, it was one of the challenges that I threw out uh, a while back, saying find the Morag Tong, and I gave you a little hint. Uh, there, uh, you you join them in Vivek, uh, but yeah, find them in Vivek and uh, and join them, and so, then watch the videos that we showed earlier because you'll see the waterworks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll go through a playthrough on that. And you guys can uh, watch it, and then uh, if you wish to do so, go and uh, do it yourself. The the Morag Tong is, and I know we've talked about this a lot, but they're a lot different than the Dark Brother Brotherhood. In fact, actually, they they kind of spit on the Dark Brotherhood, saying that they're unsanctioned and, and unworthy. So um, they they don't believe in the. Um, in the black sacraments, they just believe that they're basically thugs for hire. Okay, so a little less, um, a little less uh, sacrament and a little more thuggery. Right, right. They they kind of disbelieve the whole, um, you know, worship behind it and everything, and they they think, oh well, people are just paying them; they're just paid assassins, and that's all they care about is is making the money. Right. Okay. All right, Zephan. Uh, anything else? Oh, that that wraps it up. Other than, uh, like I said, uh, what what I had at the top of my list, but I'm going to let uh, Mike shout that one out. Yeah, so let's um, let's uh, let's jump over to Mike right now on on exactly that. Uh, Mike, you've got some pretty awesome stuff to uh, to to announce. I think, right? Yeah. So for you know people that have been following us or play uh, in ESO with us, uh, most people know that uh, Zephin is my right hand man here. Uh, the trials group is here because you know Zephin and Ray 
both agreed to, you know, step up and be trial leaders with me here to make sure that we get this done. And uh, as part of that, one of the trials that we have been working on, uh, myself, Ray, Zephin, and Evil Goat, that we have been going nuts with is trying to complete the VET DSA. And we've been going, what, four months now, probably? Three months? It's no, like a weekly... About three months, yeah. yeah. It's been a weekly thing. We get together and, uh, yeah, about two and a half, three hours we play on a weeknight. And uh, last week uh, we completed it for the first time. Got oh. to see the statue of uh, Boethia. And then uh, just uh, on Monday we completed it for the second time, so it's not a fluke. Our little group uh, actually uh, is doing pretty well. And, uh, Congratulations. You know, so we were really excited, you know. That's awesome. That's Congratulations. Vet DSA. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> we we did it when it was, you know, VR14 and stuff. Uh, but we've never, you know, sometimes it's hard to get a regular group to do regular practice on a regular basis and uh, complete some of these things. And that's one of the reasons why I really love our trials group on Sunday and, you know, our little group here because we're doing it every week getting better and better we've got some of these stages down to you know five minutes wow and uh, it takes longer for the guy to d- to talk than it does for him for us to beat the stage i swear <laughs> so so mike would you say it's been a game changer for you <laughs> <laughs> no but the master sword definitely is oh my oh yeah. <laughs> uh, zelda the fan, I, the... I know i was about to say is, does link know you have that <laughs> yeah i stole it from <laughs> uh, but the ransack, I actually get healing back every time uh, I hit the ransack on uh, a, uh, a character. So it, it definitely, as a tank, is a very nice weapon to have. That's awesome. So, that's awesome. So every the, time you hit ransack, you get a little healing. Yeah, that's that's. Oh, awesome. it's more than just a little. Right? It's it's a good. It's like two K. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit, but you know it helps. Wow. Well, and congratulations. Then, Vet DSA. That is that is a great that is a great achievement. Yeah. So we're we're gonna try and farm it a couple more times before the changes with Morrowind come. Um see if we can get uh some more stuff. Ray uh got the master's healer staff. Mm-hmm. Uh and what was it? Uh infused, I believe, that she got. So every time she does uh the uh first healing um thing from the resto staff we get uh, a bit of uh, stamina back, too. So it definitely has made things a little bit easier, too. So it's really, really nice. So. Well, I see in regards to the uh, the baiting arts, you are now a master. <laughs> yes. So uh, this week I completed the master angler achievement on my main character. Uh, so I've caught every special fish in all of the original content of the game now. So, uh, been out in Cyrodiil, you know, fishing to finish the last one. Um, and so I now have the, uh, master angler achievement, which I, you know, it's the kind of thing where you, you do it every so often and you're like, Oh, it's a lot of fish. It's been almost 8,000 fish (laughs) to get this achievement. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of patience. I mean, how do you set yourself up for that? I mean, do you just do you just sort of like take a night and you're like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go in this area and and just kick back and like listen to a podcast or listen to you know something. I'll on hang YouTube. out on Teamspeak and just talk to people as I'm fishing. You, go. you know, usually for about an hour every night or once a week, you know, and just you know hang out and talk to guildmates and you know not really do anything other than stand around fishing. 
Hear that, folks? One hour every week, you too can be a master of the arts of baiting. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, also, uh, what's what's going on with Throngar? Throngar! What's going on with him? What's he doing? <laughs> so, Throngar is my second main character, I guess is what you'd call him. Uh, and I finally completed gold content with him. So I've gotten all the way through all three zones, all all of the, the quest lines and everything. Uh, you know, he's not my second only, you know, max level character, but it's the second character to get all the way through all the content. So um, off to uh, burn down an orc village, I think, now is the next thing in Rothgar. So uh, that's where I will be taking him. Very good. And then Jezeldar now has his own house. Ah. Uh, I purchased Serenity Falls. Uh, it is the second of the three large uh, manor houses. Mm-hmm. So three million eight, three million eighty, I think, something like that. Uh, so it just kind of sucks though because you you can't set a secondary or a tertiary home option. So the only time you can come visit Jezeldar is when he is there in the house and says, "Come visit me." So that's it. Huh? That's all. That's the only time. Now I've just got the image of Jazzledar like standing outside the door and like let me in. And the second he gets in, he wants to go back out because he's a cat. Well, yeah, that's why you'll never be able to visit the house. Let me out. <laughs> oh, come me. visit me now in my house in Reaper's March. No, too late. Ah, yeah. too, it's too late. I'm already outside. You took too long. <laughs> um, okay, and uh, uh, Rob, what about you? What's been going on with you lately in in, uh, in Elder Scrolls? Well, in the Elder Scrolls, um, I am very slowly. I'm, I'm going to em- you know emphasis on on slowly getting myself resettled into ESO. I've been logging in more. Um, I I have been dabbling in pretty much all of the franchises that that I love, be it uh, Elder Scrolls, Final Fantasy, Diablo, uh, and lately Darksiders. Um, I, I, I freaking love that franchise. But uh, <laughs> and uh, so, but I have been getting back into ESO um, and just having fun with it by playing on my Magicka Sorcerer and it's just a different type of play uh, because I'm I'm very stamina intensive with a lot of my characters. I prefer stamina. I hate standing back and shooting missiles. I just I don't like doing it. It's mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's not fun. Uh, why I not pref- play your stamps work. <laughs> exactly, you know that. That's why I, that's why I play my stamps work. I've got a stam night blade. Uh, th- that's just what I prefer. Uh, so getting back in and playing the magic sorcerer give me a little bit of uh, uh, of a different way of approaching uh, the, the game. So I've been having some fun with that um, and just. Testing out various pieces of gear. Um, right now, my Magicka Sorcerer is uh, switching back and forth between Burning Spellweave and Netch's Touch. Um, and I'm thinking that I actually like the uh, the Netch's Touch better just because of all the, uh, all the extra lightning damage. And and plus, you know, I got that uh, I got that sharpened Maelstrom Lightning Staff, uh, the last uh, uh, yeah. VMA that I ran. So, of, of course, I see that. It's like, okay, I, I can't not use it. It's mine. So that, so that sucker's going right on the, on the front bar. 
And I've been running around with that uh, with that uh, Magicka Sork like crazy, just blowing stuff up. And um, it pairs really well with Stormfist. <laughs> Stormfist is such a fun set. I mean, it might not be the the best set as far as damage is concerned, but it's freaking hilarious to see this giant stone hand come up out of the ground and just <laughs> crush everything. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if um if you would be able to take like some of your favorite armor and weapons that you've used and be be able to uh, mount it in in your in your home? In oh, I'd ESO? love that. Wouldn't that be great? I, I would I would love that because. I mean, l- let's just face it. And, and here is one of my biggest complaints with ESO right now. So, devs, if you're listening, come on. All right. Let's make these motifs worth something. Let's make these motifs worth something, okay? Uh, okay, what do you got in the, mind? Well, I mean, the reason is is that, okay, you've got these, uh, you, you got these really, really great sets that drop out of Trials. And they drop out of uh, vet dungeons or regular dungeons, or they drop out of PvP or, or wherever you get them. But the thing is, is that the only ones that you can make any appearance modifications are going to be the crafted sets. But the crafted sets certainly are lacking in the uh, performance. Uh, I mean, they're great for getting you to the point where you can start running the uh, uh, the, the more end game stuff. But, you know, as far as, you know, the appearance of them, eh, I mean, some of them are just, ugh, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't like. I, I don't like. No, pair don't make very horribly. <laughs> yes, yeah, some of them pair very horribly. Uh, and, you know, I, I've reached the point, you know, I, I'm using a trial set. I also have uh, Vicious Ophidian um, and a, a bunch of other dungeon sets. But just because I have, you know, this this outfit that I'm not too keen on how it looks. I mean, Alkosh looks awesome. But that's about the only one I think looks awesome. So I'm always wearing a costume. You know, and and, and because of that, I don't go after motifs anymore because I feel there's no point. It's like, why am I going to go after this motif if uh, if, if the, the gear that is craftable is is just kind of meh, you know? But that's, you know, that's me. That's me. Uh but I would love to be able to just have like a mannequin in in a house and just cover it with uh, with different uh, styled armor from these motifs. That way, you can say, "Yeah, look, I have that motif." Yeah. Well, Rob, you know that point there is really important because there, there's some uh, rumbling around that Necropotence is going to be a very popular set soon, and that drops in Argonian style. <sighs> <laughs> Because that gives you the Max Magicka, Max Magicka, Max Magicka. And while you have a pet active, Max Magicka increased by 4,000. So... Wow. That's, a, that's, <laughs> that's a big, already a yeah. big set for the pet build. On yeah, sorts. but with the Warden coming yep. out, you know, and that the uptime on that uh, bear, that could be a huge amount. Plus the Blue Betty yep. having a large uptime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. I, I can see the draw to it. I, I think that this is going to be a very important set. The nice thing is, it drops in Riven Spire from like Overland, so you can sell it too. Oh. Nice. Yeah, I just so, spent a ton on a gold necklace for that. Oh my goodness. So, oh. Uh, you know, I, I know it, it, it's been said, uh, you know, probably at this point, hundreds if not thousands of times to uh, to Zoss 
Transmog. Come on, guys. Three years. Transmog. Let's make these motifs worth something. Ah, there you go. Here, here. So that's the idea. The transmog. Okay. All well. right. Uh, but, uh, I mean, th that's pretty much as far as uh, gameplay with the Magicus Sword. Well, you've also uh, this got a, another, like, really important uh, thing you got to shout out, too. Something worth congratulating, I think. Uh, yes. Uh, Dancing with Daggers this past Friday. Uh, well, it was actually uh, on the 30th of April. Uh, we celebrated uh, two years wow. of uh, of our team, wow. uh, but we, we we did our official celebration this past Friday uh, with a really fun event uh, that we called the Tipsy Trial. <laughs> <laughs> well, first and, of all, congratulations to you hey. and the rest of the Daggers for two years of fun streaming. Congratulations! Well, thank you. Uh, it, it, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, you know we you know, we've got a, a great team of people, uh, and it started out as something that was just okay. This, this is just a stupid stream we're gonna do. It probably won't last more than two or three iterations at all, and now here we are two years later. Uh, but we've grown as a team. We've been able to uh, complete content together by learning it, and um, it's. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, and and we've been able to grow together uh, as a team. Uh, and uh, of course, you know, Mike has been uh, filling in for Mark on a, a fairly regular basis since Mark's been out working a lot. But Mark was able to make it to our trial, um, and uh, <clears throat> I, I think he had a good time. He was probably the only one in the trial that was still sober. Um, but <laughs> that was. That, that that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, you going imagine into... a drunk Mark. I, I don't want to imagine. A drunk Mark. <laughs> I, I, I... I feel like there'd be a lot of apologizing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Let, the mean, you know, let the Canadian Daggers accent has done go. a lot of these herding cat episodes, and herding drunk cats through trials with Mark being the tank and the only sober one there, <laughs> I felt really bad for him because, like, fights would start and half the party would already be dead, and he'd be walking in the room going, what the hell? <laughs> I have I have no idea how, how we were able to salvage that fight uh, against the, uh, the serpent. Because within 30 seconds of us going in there, some jackass uh, kept... Sp kept spreading the damn herb. No, it wasn't me. I know exactly who it was. <laughs> I know exactly who it was because he laughed about it the whole time. But the fight <laughs> started. The, the, the fight started and we all still had the the, the herp as we call <sighs> it. And so not only are we just taking tons of poison damage from the boss, but we're also taking this poison damage and it's not going away because of said jackass and it's okay he's a beloved jackass uh, <laughs> in, in, in this fight <laughs> yeah you heard that correctly he's a beloved jackass um uh, but i mean half the team died but we were able to to get the reses in and we were able to down the boss and i mean heck by by that point in the dungeon uh obviously we're playing the daggers drinking game which uh, i i'm not going to utter the rules here um I know that by the end of the uh, of the trial, I was pretty well and good into the uh, the and another thing type of uh, frame <laughs> of mind. 
is like, let me tell you what I think of Bank of America. <laughs> the you know, whole bank. Huh? I was, yeah, I was, uh, I was feeling pretty good by that point. I bet. And, uh, and but it was a good time. And then afterwards, we went and hung out at uh, at Mike's house in the basement because that's where the daggers live, and uh, and we just we just relaxed and and just uh, enjoyed each other's company, hanging out on on Teamspeak while streaming it on Twitch. Not much to see, but we had fun, and that's really what Daggers is all about. Okay. Um, so, so congratulations to the daggers and, uh, I will, I will, I said it before and I'll, I'll say it again. Um, if not for, uh, if not for the daggers, uh, I would not have looked at, at how QGN does streaming and, um, it's, uh, it kind of, it sort of paved the way a little bit for, for a lot of the, the relaxed streaming that we, we're doing now. Uh, which has been a lot of fun. It's it's sort of you know streaming had uh, for us uh, had had kind of been almost like a, a little bit of a chore, and um, you know uh, we, we've learned that uh, it doesn't need to be that way. Uh, in fact, it shouldn't be that way. And um, so it's it's been a it's been it's taught me a few a few things about um, about what we do here at, at QGN just just by just by do, doing what you guys do just going in there and saying like you know hey let's just have fun and 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 damn the consequences and um i think that uh that that fits for it that fits for the who we are and it fits for uh for the network and um i it daggers was kind of like the first wave of that so two years going strong and uh we appreciate um the uh, the the uh, ripples of influence that it's had for 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 the network as a whole. So I mean, if anything, if anything, Daggers has has somewhat kind of uh, turned into a community ESO night. Not so much as community game night, but uh, a lot of times we open it up to the guild and we go run something. Yeah. You know, even if it's something stupid, let's go farm some junk, and um, and it's just pretty much, um, you know. Just, just playing the game together and enjoying it for what it is. You know, we, we don't care about builds. We'll talk about builds and stuff that we're using, but I'm be perfectly honest. I'm not even looking at my DPS meter half the damn time. It's like, and, you can't and I know see straight half the damn time. You I'm can't not, see not straight half the damn time. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's just, you know, I mean, that's, that's what we're all about. And it, it's, it's more or less about, ha- you know, having fun and you know screw you know screw everybody else if uh if they want to be critical about builds and 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 numbers and stuff you let them figure that stuff out we're we're just gonna, we're going to enjoy the game we're just going to have fun play the game well speaking of that um i have been having a lot of fun playing skyrim special edition which uh Zephan and i are going to be uh playing a little bit later on tonight for late late night elder scrolls um so so if you've been kind of following um late late night elder scrolls um or, or just like my random streams that I'll, I'll do um, by myself, you know, throughout the week. Um, I've been having a really hard time with, with my paladin in, um, in, in special edition. <laughs> Reason being is, um, what's going on in, in the chat room? No, I'm just laughing at you because you're just now figuring out some stuff that a lot of other people have been doing for a long time. Well, it's not that I'm figuring it out. It's, I mean, Aww. it's it's more along the lines of I'm I'm finally breaking down and doing this dumb crap. That's basically what it is. Listen, I love diving into dungeons. 
I love exploring. I love cave delving. I love throwing myself up against the nastiest, meanest, meanest master vampire and beating my skull up against him until I either rage quit or it dies a horrible, fiery death. <laughs> that is what I like to do. I like having adventures. We've noticed. That's me. You know? I, I like burying women in the river. <laughs> and sending them downstream. <laughs> and running in there. Enemy, so as soon as you loot them, that's it. They disappear. <laughs> Dispatching yeah. the trolls that killed her. Uh, ask my cousins. I've been adventuring in my backyard since three years old, baby. And I'm doing it here in Tamriel. That's so weird because now it sounds like you've murdered somebody and put it in. in nah, it's not. <laughs> <sighs> For some well, reason, I got this mental image of Ivarwin uh, in, in his uh, his dwarven armor just getting thrown across the room by this master vampire and getting up just like, is that all you got? Yeah. <laughs> That's that for some reason when he was on late late night the other week. (laughs) (laughs) I've had worse. I've had worse. I've had worse. So, (laughs) um, so what I can say is, um, is that I've, I, that is what, uh, that is obviously what I, what I love doing. Um, however, even though that's what I love doing, um, every now and again, you got to stop and, and uh, pay the bills. Uh, play, smell the roses, pay the bills, however way you want to do it. And, and what I commonly, often, always neglect is crafting. And God damn it, cleaning out my inventory every now and again. <laughs> I got myself into a position where I'm playing my, my paladin, um, and I'm just like, you know what? I mean, he, my paladin is level 30-something or other. My, I'm just starting smithing. I I have horribly nerfed myself to the point where I need to just stop everything, go through my inventory, sell all this crap, toss it in the garbage. I don't know what, but I got to get rid of all this crap. And it's frustrating because there's only so much gold that, that these guys, these, these, these guys have on them. So that's a problem. Another problem is, is crafting, 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 crafting. Um, you know, I, I got to go in there and, and level up my smithing. And it's a pain in the ass when you're level 30 something in order to catch up. So I said, you know what? It's not like I'm not going to start this this character again at some other point. I have restarted this character probably about <laughs> four or five times since Skyrim has come out. Each time I, I do it a little bit better. I add a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and I have a little bit more fun. So I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stop being so goddamn stubborn and avoid and I'm going to I'm going to ref, I'm not going to avoid crafting anymore and I am going to stay on top of my inventory management. Well, I have restarted my Skyrim uh playthrough. I have restarted my Paladin. I am now level 16. I have a very clean inventory and I have uh I have gotten my my crafting, my smithing specifically up to level 30 and i am now crafting dwarven armor so proud (laughs) (laughs) okay so i i I stopped in one of your gameplay like i'm tearing up i'm literally tearing up wow wow that's 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 epic but um, anyway, um, like, so he's doing this, and then I'm like, "Well, how many iron daggers have you have you crafted? Because that's the key. You just get a lot of iron, craft iron daggers and leather bracers, yeah. and enchant them, and then sell them for a lot. And get a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's fun. But 
He's like, no, no, no. I've I've outgrown Iron Daggers. I want to go to Steel. So he's trying to find Steel, and I'm like, that's not how you do it. That's not how you do it. Well, I'm not trying to find Steel. <laughs> I know you need you need uh, you need iron and corundum to put it uh, smelt it together, and you make yeah. You make steel. That's you just need that mod Ars Metallica where you just melt yes. everything down. Uh, yeah, yeah. But he won't do mods. And or, I, or, I you, or you that. do the yeah. mutate and you make um, gold jewelry and then go and enchant that and make it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's another thing that I'm working on, too. So um, what what uh, what we are going to do is um, just just to let everyone know, OK, um, we are going to be ending the show in just about a minute or two. Um, but then we're going to do a, a podcast uh, extended edition as well. Um, so I will, I will leave off with this right now. My paladin stands at this. He is a Breton with, uh, with an active warrior stone in his level 16. Um, I am using, and I'm actually spreading out my, my skills a little bit too, because I've noticed that in certain trees, I only go so far and I really am not interested in some of the higher end stuff with trees. Um, so I'm going into, uh, one handed in block heavy armor as well as restoration, okay? Which is, you would you would imagine I would be doing that, of course. Um, smithing is obviously something I'm putting my, my points into as well, but I'm also putting into lockpicking, finally. <laughs> I have, I, I am, I've played what? Skyrim so many times, I'm sick and tired. Who are you? I, I know, I, I know. I'm but, sick and tired okay. of, of, of fighting the lockpicking game at first, for, for the first five years, it was fun, but now I'm at the point where I, you know what? I just want to pick the goddamn lock. I know how to do this. It's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's stop being a cute challenge. It was a cute challenge for five years. It really was a cute challenge for five years. Now, I just want to open up the goddamn lock. <laughs> so open up the goddamn lock. You just open it. Well, that's what, what I'm doing. put points in there. That's what I'm you doing. You know, the thing that amazes me out of all of these Elder, Sc- Elder Scrolls games that Avarman has played, why don't you just pick the, pick up the damn open lock spell? <laughs> well, that's oh, a little... No, I just cast the spell no, on it and open little, it. That's a little too much. That's a little too much for me. I mean, for a paladin, <laughs> that's too much for me. I, I definitely go into that when it comes into, uh, like... My, my assassin or thief characters that I'll definitely do it at that point. But when it comes to my, my paladin character, there's certain things I do with my paladin character. I never use so, poisons. So a paladin is more likely to sit there and pick a lock with lock picks than just cast a spell? Yeah. Because Seven, he's not allowed to come with us into Vet Imperial City, uh, <laughs> White Gold Tower. That, that first, you know, thing. We'll all be dead. He'll be there going, "Wait a minute, guys! I got to pick this lock." Oh, no, like, no. <laughs> yeah, because the the uh, because in my mind anyway, the the paladin gets his his uh, his spell ability from from the divine. Fair enough. That's so in my mind. So so his only spell ability is is that look. I'm not going to be able to throw out ice spells because I'm a paladin, but I can heal you because I was graced by whatever whatever god that exists Aloha in this Mora. world to 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 heal. What's what's that, Liz? Aloha Mora. There you go. Oh my God! You don't know Harry Potter, and you're marrying Jenny. I don't know if she is going to actually go through it until you have read those damn books. <laughs> It might come up in pre-cana, to be honest with you. I think it might. I think it might come in a prenup. <laughs> a prenup. <laughs> so I am going into archery as well and enchanting soon. So lockpicking, archery, and enchanting are things that I'm working on as well. 
Okay. Um, for for our uh, for our YouTube viewers, thank you very very much for for watching us. Uh, please, if we have entertained you at all, we would like to ask you to subscribe to our channel and possibly upvote our video. Um, if you have anything to say uh, during the video as well, we would love it if you if you comment on the video. That is that is always something that we love seeing is tons of comments on the bottom of our videos, and and certainly we've been getting them for for late night Elder Scrolls uh, videos as well as the uh kd radio uh videos as well they're very popular well we love them here too at elder scrolls off the record so comment away good bad or indifferent we would love to read your comments on our on our youtube videos stream on twitch hello folks uh we are not going away at all um we'll be uh we'll be right back so so we'll see you guys in uh in just a few seconds And uh, podcast listeners, hello. We're uh, still here, just you and me, and well, yeah, of course, everyone else too. But uh, we're we'll... lock picking. I feel really <laughs> uncomfortable right now. I need an adult. <laughs> I need this. <laughs> Don't include me in your shenanigans. I get enough of my own. This is too. So, so maybe, uh, dear listener, you and I are not alone. We've got. A... Oh God, that's right in my ear. <laughs> We've got a group <laughs> as well. <laughs> God, stop breathing in her ear hole. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is some of the off-air magic, though. <laughs> is it magic? Is it really, or just it's, creepy? It's it's a it's 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 one creep, of the same. It's creepy magic. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So so gameplay was a heck of a lot of fun. Um. Uh, but uh, we are we are jumping back into all of this, and we uh, hopefully hopefully we're, we're live again. Um, I did hit the. Uh, I don't see it. There we there go. Hey, we're welcome. back. <laughs> welcome back, Twitch. Um, okay, so so uh, we'll talk about our next ad for for Amazon in just a few minutes. Right after this week in Tamrielic holidays with Mike. Oh, okay. I'm reading. Uh, second seed. We're starting second seed now. So second planting. Second seed, the seventh. The celebration of second planting is in full glory this day. It is a holiday with traditions similar to first planting. Improvements on the first seed seedlings symbolically to suggest improvements on the soul. The free clinics of the temples are open for the second and last time this year offering cures for those suffering from any kind of disease or affliction. Because peace and not conflict is stressed at this time, battle injuries are healed only at full price. Maruk's Day, second seed the ninth. Maruk's Day is only observed in certain communities of Skeffington Wood. By comparing themselves to the virtuous prophet Maruk, the people of Skeffington Wood pray for the strength to resist temptation. In Daggerfall, this is also the summoning day for Namira. Maruk, so Maruk, Maruk is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help it. <laughs> game changer. Ah, and uh, yes, thank you very much from the game changing host that is Mike. However, I would like for you to turn your your not your noses. Or possibly your snoots, whatever you have, over to my friend, Jazzledar, the prognosticator of prognosticators, the fuzzy uh, guy who 
says, Chazel Dar, if you please. Thank you. This one finds Nords very silly. Recently, this one had the pleasure of seeing a group of them in the Shan, That's what trying says. to understand the Dark Elves. They asked this one to get them some special clothing, a relic, and some literature. I do not even think they know how to spell literature. Both cultures are very strange to this one's eyes. The Dark Elves are too stuffy and proper, and the Nords seem to not understand when they are the butt of the joke. But, my friend, for a few coins, this reading of the stars will be no joke. Jode and Joan and Magnus are in opposition today. It is likely to increase nervousness. Calm yourself. You do not need to do everything every waking moment. Perhaps, like this one's friend Madriel, you should take up fishing to relax. But, for expecting parents, this one feels for you. For... With both Jode and Joan smiling on you, it will bring forth the mighty cinch, and your home will never be the same. So, until we meet again, may Worm Sands be in your future. Oh, Jezeldar, I agree with you. I don't like those, those, those Nords either. They're a bunch of tail-dragging, saber-toothed cats. They have no tails. What Nords are you watching? Well, no, I know they don't have no tails, but it's... it's, it's, it's you know what I mean, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Tail draggers. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, so <laughs> whatever. So we've got we've got a couple of emails here. Um, Zephyr, would you mind reading our first one from Musclehead 007? Absolutely. Hello and greetings, ESOTR crew. I'm curious about y'all's opinion on how the warden will be used in PvP once Morrowind expansion is released. Mm. I think that when the Warden releases, that the ultimates will be used in two different ways. I think with Cyrodiil PvP, that the Cliff Racer ultimate will be the most utilized. If I remember correctly, Liz stated in episode 192 that she thinks the Bear ultimate would be too slow to be fully utilized. Liz, if I misquoted you, I apologize. Now, that is what I think of the Cliff Racer will be the most utilized in Cyrodiil PvP. I also think that in Battlegrounds PvP, the bear will be uh, more utilized because there's a max of 12 enemies with your squad of four. Uh, what are the opinions you all have towards this idea? May the road lead you to Warm Sands, Musclehead007. Mm, and now for class reaction, here's Wally, our class balance change ex uh, ex exhibitionist. Uh, Wally, what do you think about, about the Warden? It's going to be badass! Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so just uh, a couple it. little things here so the cliff racer is a skill it's not an ultimate um so it's in the same tree as the bear um and the ult the two there's three ultimates one is the forest which is the healing ultimate the other is the ice one and the bear is the third one so but i think he's right i think we're going to see different skills utilized differently in the pvp arenas uh depending on if it's going to be the 12 man the four man or the giant zergs of Cyrodiil. I also uh, think that the Cliff Racer is going to be utilized heavily in PvP because I do seem to recall um, they said that that cannot be dodged. So uh, I can see that getting a lot of use. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a very powerful uh, it's a very powerful spell too. Um, when you when you add in like all the kinds of things that you can do in order to like. I don't know, like buff it up, buff up the damage a little bit, like uh, I don't know, dumping all of your points into magic or something. Um, 
So, I mean, unavoidable and fast. Uh, it's an instant cast. Um, doesn't take very long to actually do the damage uh, as far as skills go and potentially very damaging. So, yeah, I, I, I felt that way too when I was uh, imagining how such things are played. <laughs> I think the Warren's going to be good though. Um, I don't think it's going to be... I don't think it's going to be the 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 kind of thing that is that is um, that everyone's worrying about. I think there's going to be good points to it and bad points to it, and I think over time those uh, those bad points are certainly going to uh, get fixed over over time and against uh, the kind of the DPS numbers uh, that everyone else is is doing. Um, I, I, I will say this. All right, um, I have not. I haven't, I haven't felt, you know, anything, anything bad surrounding the information uh, coming out about it, really at all. Um, all right, look, I don't care. Listen, um, it's a fine class. All right, I've played it on the PTS. I have no issues with it. Um, I've played it casually. Okay, um, I've played it for a little bit. I have not run DPS numbers on it at all. Okay, so, but what I can tell you is how it feels to me. And, and how it feels to me, it does not feel overpowered one bit. And um, I think everyone's going to have a lot of fun who, who wants to engage in that kind of uh, in that kind of class. I think they're going to have fun playing it. Um, I think the healing is going to be a little slow, and I, I think that's okay for some people. Um, I think it's going to have its its part in a group, and um, I think it's it's uh, its part as a as a soloist is is going to be is going to be fine. I think you're gonna I think you're going to enjoy it. PvP, I have no idea, and quite frankly, I could care less. Um, it's going to do what it's going to do in PvP, and people are either going to like it or they're going to hate it. Um, if they hate it and no one plays it in PvP, Zoss is going to fix it. If it's way too overpowered in PvP, Zoss is going to fix that too. So I, I, I allow the uh, far more studious and, and intellectual of, of PvP to, to hammer that out together. Uh, for us casual uh, PvE crowd and God help me, I know, it's it's a curse these days to, to ally yourself with such horrendous ilk as the unwashed folk of the casual group in PvE. But I am among you, and I will say this, um, I had fun, and I think you'll have fun too with the Warden, so, so we'll leave it with that. And uh, I thank you, uh, Musclehead, who is in our chat room, for, for your email. You always give us some, some great, great feedback. Um, this next one from Ellis, uh, Rob, if you please. Why, hello there, Elder Scrolls crew. Hello. So, after about a five-month period of not playing anything Elder Scrolls related, how dare you? I finally jumped back into started, uh, started playing Skyrim Special Edition again. When I loaded up last save with my Red Guard, Lieutenant Fro... I discovered I was on the quest for Maven Blackbriar to sabotage the Honeybrew Meadery. I was still in Riften at the time, so I decided to walk the entire way. Best decision ever. I have the camping mod and Frostfall mod as well, and it made the trip that much more fun with having to stop and camp. W uh, waking up to a beautiful, uh, to beautiful Skyrim sunrises and exploring as I went. Once I arrived in Whiterun, I saw something I had never seen before. The guy who drives the carriage had a campsite set up. Now, it could have been from one of my many mods, but it's still cool to see, though. 
Needless to say, I've been sucked back into the world again. Hmm. Thank you all for, uh, thank you for all you guys and Liz do. I love all the content you produce. May the foost be with you, Ellis. Oh, Ellis. Ellis. So what do you think, Rob? Uh, I, I like both of those mods. I use, uh, I use those mods. Um, and it, it, it certainly does make, uh, traveling, uh, a challenge. Uh, you know, especially when you go to the northern regions. Uh, and, uh, it's, it, it's, it certainly is a, uh, it, it's a game changer. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> couldn't resist. <laughs> Uh, and I mean, it, it, it quite literally does change the game um, because you you not only have to uh, you know stop and camp, but you also have to uh, manage your inventory because you have to carry firewood with you. You have to have the tents. You have to have all the gear and stuff uh, for setting up your camps. Um, and uh, it, it's it makes uh, makes an, an added challenge of inventory management, especially for Skyrim. Uh, so, uh, I'm, I'm glad that you're enjoying that. Um, I, I'm not quite sure what you're referring to with the, um, uh, with the guy who drives a carriage and having a campsite set up. Um, uh, I know that periodically the Khajiit merchants will set up camp there, but I've never seen the, uh, the guy with the carriage have a camp. Uh, so I might have to keep my eye out for that as well. That's probably but, a mod. I, it's, it very well could be a mod. I know, like, mods change a lot of things. Uh, I was going to recommend a mod for Ivarwin. Uh, it's called Smash Locks. <laughs> <laughs> that I might get yep. into. I might like that. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I, I, the, the way that it's set up is that each uh, difficulty of lock uh, can be uh, broken if you're one-handed or two-handed is... Uh, uh, a, a certain skill or higher. So it's like for a novice, you got to be like level 15 and one handed or two handed. Uh, for like uh, expert, you got to be at like 75 and to smash a master lock, you got to be 100. So it's it's an alternative, you know, if you want to sure play is. that brute force and like, like uh... I don't have time for lock pick. <laughs> Just break the door down. I I like that. Uh, it, that's uh, that's a D and D mechanic that that I would love to see come into into Elder Scrolls. All right, folks. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here in just a little bit. Um, but uh, we do have this one email left from from Darcy, who says, "Hey guys, I've been a listener from the very beginning. About three years ago, I lost my job, and my daughter was born, causing me to fall off from listening. About a month ago, I found the show again, and was sad to learn that Lou and Dave were gone. But that being said, so far I have really enjoyed listening again, and the free form conversational flow of the show is a change for the better." Thanks for putting this on. Thanks for putting this on for us. After listening, I have regained the love for a game series that I had all but forgotten over the last three years. The only change that would make the show better for me is beat down the door and get Force back. But if that can't happen, that's cool. Love the show, Darcy. <laughs> well, Force. Well, I, I, I miss Dave, too, and uh, and he and I talk uh, from time to time, and Dave is actually doing very, very, very well. Um, he's he's busy, unfortunately, um, but he can't, and he wants to come back to QGN. We've tried to get him. Um, he's tried to get himself over here. We, we did a, a little mini-series for a while uh, called Let's Be Heroes. Um, if he, uh, so, so we... we 
he comes, he goes, he comes, he goes. Um, so you haven't heard the last of Dave, and uh, I would say if you want to want to hear a little more of Dave, uh, go to go to our YouTube channel and uh, check out the Let's Be Heroes series that we did uh, for a little while last year. Um, and watch uh, the Goat Simulator one; <laughs> it's one of Mike's favorites. Um, and uh, and there's and there's that. So um, glad you're back, Darcy, and hope everything is well with you. And uh, you won't. This is it's not the last you've heard from Dave. I can guarantee you that he's still he's still milling about, and he and I still uh, he and I still talk uh, often enough. So I guarantee he'll be back. All right, folks. Well, that is the end of our show, and uh, I want to thank uh, everyone in the in the Twitch channel for for coming out and saying hi and hanging out with us, especially during the uh, podcast extended edition. And I want to thank the podcast listeners for hanging out with us here uh, for the extended edition as well. Uh, we want to, of course, mention uh, before we end our show all of the uh, great things that we're doing here here at QGN, such as KD Radio which is our uh, general gaming and retro gaming podcast with Shaleen and Vendatron every other Friday. Um, when they're not doing that, they're also doing their own stream here on our Twitch channel. So every Friday, check them out. Uh, also, we've got QG D&D, which is uh, how, how Quest Gaming Network does Dungeons & Dragons. And our, our awesome uh, dungeon master is Mark. It's one of our uh, it's one of our very popular shows here. It's got a very loyal following. QGDND. Uh, we would recommend jumping into the campaign and give it a listen. Um, Mark does an amazing job, and uh, Mike, you're you're definitely a part of that show. Um, what say you on <laughs> QGDND recently? Uh, well, I think we're like. 14 episodes behind where the current playthrough is so i don't want to spoil anything for anybody okay. um but uh, we have almost as many shows for the curse of strad as we did for the original um um uh what thul one that we did the thul campaign yeah the thul campaign so uh that's you another, know we're that's another good thing about about the show is that it doesn't it, it changes its setting from from time to time. You know, uh, the campaigns do end, and uh, characters do move on. Um, it's not like you're talking about a campaign where it's the same setting all the time and nothing bad ever really. Ha characters die. Loved characters. Well, speak for die. yourself. I'm just still working on getting Cal <laughs> back into the, the campaign. Uh, I badger Mark on a regular basis. I want a marionette and I want to burn down Strahd's castle. But he won't <laughs> let me do it. <laughs> so uh so check out QG D D, especially if you love Dungeons and Dragons. Um and if you're if you're new to Dungeons and Dragons or you've never you've never gotten into it at all before, um there is quite a bit of explanation as to like what's going on and, and how the rule set works so so it's a great way to actually get into D D and and um if that's you you wouldn't be the only one uh there's been a number of of, of qgn listeners who have gotten into D D because of qg dnd so, i know a number of members of our community are looking to put together their own uh D &D, uh groups just wonderful. because of listening to some of the stuff here so, you know, especially if you enjoy this, you know, reach out to members of our community because there are, there's people that want to DM, there's people that want to, to play, 
And, you know, it just gets unwieldy when you get more than six or seven people together. Yeah. So, you know, they're looking to make D&D groups because of listening to the podcast. Uh, we've also got Classic Elder Scrolls, guys, one of our uh, more popular shows here. I hear all the time um, people love Elder Scrolls off the record, but they really love that classic stuff. And um, I always uh, I got to tip my hat to uh, to Mike and Mark, who uh, who make classic really thrive and happen every every other week here at, uh, at QGN. Um, that is our our lore uh, our lore based and game history based podcast on the Elder Scrolls series. Um, Mike is going to give you a uh, he's going to serve you a, a heaping platter of of lore based on the subject that we're talking about. And we always do it in like three or four episode arcs where we'll we'll take a game in the series and for three or four episodes we'll have a, a certain um, uh, a certain lore arc that we want to present to you. And we take three or four episodes to show you a little bit here, a little bit on the second one, a little bit on the third episode, and in the fourth episode tie it all together with something from Elder Scrolls Online. And we show you, look, the classic... Uh, the classic um, uh, games do relate to to Elder Scrolls Online in very significant ways, and and we show you that on on classic Elder Scrolls. Mark jumps in and says, "Hey, by the way, all of this lore is great, but there is some history here too, as far as like you know, the history of the series, which is over twenty years old." And he's great there's camels with... in Daggerfall. <laughs> he's great with presenting <laughs> story, presenting that as well. Um, Dancing with Daggers. So we do streaming here on um, on Quest Gaming Network on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Quest Gaming Network. That is our Twitch channel. And we do some streaming here. Uh, you've heard about the, the now two-year-old uh, ESO stream, Dancing with Daggers. It begins uh, Fridays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, hosted by Rob Rage Philosophy and his, uh, his merry band of, of drunken hooligans. <laughs> What say you on on Dancing with Daggers there, Rob? <clears throat> ah, good times. Uh, <laughs> it is definitely QGN After Dark. Yeah, uh, not yeah, not for children. <laughs> and uh, speaking of QGN After Dark, uh, Zephyr and I take to the uh, the stream waves, right? Very late. Very late. Two thirty. So late. It's called late late night. <laughs> It's not just late. It should be called like early, early though, because it's like two a.m. <laughs> two thirty, <Late> early night. <laughs> two thirty, yep. Two thirty a.m. is when we uh, we kick on late, late night Elder Scrolls, and it happens uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. That's when we do late, late night Elder Scrolls, and we're either we're either playing ESO together, or Zephin is playing, you know, Morrowind, or I'm in Skyrim, or you know, we one of us might be in a in a or one of the other games, and just kind of sitting back, hanging out with the chat room, talking with each other, and just having a good old time with with Elder Scrolls. And uh, every now and again, I'll I'll fire up the stream myself and just just do some um, some some streaming on my own. Some usually uh, what I've been getting into is uh, Magic: The Gathering online. And uh, we do have a, a QGN clan on Magic: The Gathering Online. Um, if you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to join that, you can hit me up on um, on, uh, on on Twitter, and we can uh, schedule where we can be in game together. And I'll I'll, uh, I'll get you into the uh, the QGN clan. All right, guys. Uh, final thoughts, starting with Zephan. I'm so excited for Marwin. I cannot wait for it to get here. I'm actually excited it's coming out sooner. Okay, and Liz. I would have loved to have talked about my gameplay, but that's okay. Did, what do you mean? You didn't talk about your gameplay? Nope. 
I completely oh. skipped over you. Ooh, yep. Oh, yep. Uh, <laughs> she's hangry. <laughs> and she's... <laughs> Liz, I am really sorry about that. It's okay. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, we'll get you next time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, what? What else? What else am I going to say? <laughs> I completely screwed up. I'm really, I'm so, I'm like, no, I'm, I really feel awful about this. Like, I legitimately feel terrible. I am very. Don't feel terrible. Don't feel. I do. I feel. I, I feel. I feel bad. I feel really bad. Like, legit. I am very sorry. I skipped over you. And clip saved. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, now she owns you of our (laughs) one. Oh man, Jesus. A whole lot of payback. <laughs> you can hear the dread in his voice. Well, it's hilarious. I, I, I feel bad. I do, all right, look, uh, Rob. I, uh, man, Rob. Final thoughts. You better run, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely, I, I, I owe, I owe you, Liz. I'm sorry, I owe you. Um, Mike, final thoughts. I got all the swag and it's a game changer. <laughs> <laughs> game changer, Mike. Right, that's that's I don't know if we should ask for Varwin's la- uh, final thoughts or his last words. <laughs> oh, no. There you go. Game changer. Um, now it's hilarious. I'm sorry, Liz. I'm sorry. No, this is funny. I owe you. I owe you. I owe you. Yeah. Do you want my soul? Is that what- no, I don't. No, she wants you to buy her Morrowind. <laughs> Oh God, no! We, we've, we've gone there before with you know trying to trying to help out with one thing or another, and she's she's just a, she's a stone wall. It's like throwing money at a rock. <laughs> just won't take anything. Um. So um yeah so so thanks everyone for for joining for streaming downloading and and hanging out with us. I had a great time and uh, it was nice seeing uh, all the folks in the chat room who came out today too. So uh, it's it's great, um, great having you guys here. And uh, to my host, thank you. You did a wonderful job as always. Uh, with that, I would like to say, take care, everyone. Be safe, and as always, may the force be with you. Sorry, Liz. Sorry. Sorry. Fine. <laughs>